Hey Tiny, who's playing today? Jolly Green Giants, Shitty Beatles. The Shitty Beatles? Are they any good? They suck. But it's not just a clever name. Rickled said in 1960, you won't believe this up rocks higher, 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 higher. Like, we start boring. over right, again. Boring. Now we're fine. Ah. The secret sound. That Hello, everybody. Secret. No, there's no secret sound on the show. Wait, Henry. that was the opening? No, well, that is now. No, no, it's the opening now. That that anti-Semitic rant I went on will not be... That Henry went on will not be in there. Whoa. It, it did happen. So no. Diana it was happens again, Henry won't be on air. I just think a guy named Stars. I think a guy named Starsky shouldn't be on in a band. All right, I don't get that. Is that wait? Wasn't that Starkey? What was Rick Starkey? Everyone thought he's Jewish. No idea what we're talking. Is this this is related to our topic? I was talking about Ringo. Oh, sweet. All right. Seriously, have you started? Who are we? Guess what? It's Laser Time, the internet's sixth leading pop culture podcast, which is why we're pulling out the big guns this week. With the biggest band in the world and the best guest in the universe who has somehow never been on here, I am Christopher Antista. Diana Goodman. Henry Gilbert. And Yay. people who have been following us on in the audio format for a while. Who else do we have with us? Oh, boy. Ancient Dan Amrick. Dan Amrick. Dan Amrick. Old enough to be your dad. Hi, everybody. Author of Critical Path. Uh, oh, thank you. Dan Electro. <laughs> um, old Big Bird voice. Uh, we called him one Hi. half of Palette Swap Ninja. <laughs> yes. One half pal something. Yeah, and the guy who did the terrible thing with the, the cousin. What you know, happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> it's, that's, it's I don't, no I don't remember what. Yeah, it's no it's, problem. It's no that's problem. A yeah. kill guy. Basically, I was the guy at, at Radar that said, you guys don't know how to do a podcast. Let me show you how to do it. And you, like, did everything wrong in my book mm-hmm. and made a way better show than I have that's ever not made. True. No, it's absolutely true. Like, and, and now I listen on my commute every every week. Oh. Um, and, and I'm just like. Well, first of all, I have a commute because I was living in L.A. And, and all I can say mm-hmm. is don't live in L.A. It's a terrible, yeah. terrible place. Unless you like commutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was just, it was horrendous. Like, people would look at me, oh, what are you doing on a bicycle? You know, and like, I, okay, I live two and a half miles away from work. Why can't I be? Oh, oh you're going to scratch my Lexus. You yeah. know, it was really insane. So I, I always tell that story. I remember getting there like, uh, where can I get cigarettes? Ooh. Cigarettes. Ooh, what do you do? You're gonna have to get on the uh, freeway. Like, <laughs> yeah. get on the freeway to go to a convenience store. <laughs> go I'm going to Oregon. City, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I moved back to the Bay Area last year, and since that point, I've wanted to be on the show, and it just hasn't worked out. And uh, you, you yeah. have your own show, don't you? Uh, I I do. It's currently on hiatus because I'm working on Palette Swap Ninja stuff. But yes, DanandCatTalk.com, uh, and my wife Cat with a K. Uh, we have like 20 episodes up, and uh, it's basically mm. interviews with people with passion hobbies or interesting careers. So, Which like, is why you know, I've the, never been invited on there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, saw such a cute picture of you two, like from 1995 today. Oh yeah, just like how you, it said that you guys you you guys worked together and you were so professional. Many several people didn't know you were engaged. Yeah, we went away for our honeymoon for two weeks to Disney World of mm-hmm. all places. Mm-hmm. And when we came back, uh, some of our coworkers said, "Is everything okay?" They thought there was a death in the family. <laughs> they knew that we were close because we always spent a lot of time together and we ate lunch together. But was, there was never any PDA, mm. so we're like. No, we were off getting married. And they're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, some people can't work with their spouse, but I way prefer to work with my spouse. We Your are, spouse is awesome. She was also she worked at GamePro, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was Dan Electro. She was Miss Spell. And there were a lot of times that I would write an article. She would lay the article out, and nobody else would see it until it was ready to ship. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And we just we just work really well together. So. Man. Well, oh, so... Anyway. Uh, well, yeah. 
laser time, if you don't know what we do, we usually pick a pop culture topic. In the past, one of the things we did was called When Actors Sing. It was about when uh, famous actors decided uh, they had the chops to pick up a mic and lay down an album. And Dan had reached out to me. He's like, I have a whole file full of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to do a, revisit that topic. And I'm like, do you really? And, it's, and it, whatever you said, it's like, I have a whole file of just Bad Beatles covers. I'm like, that's the title of an episode. Yeah, Bad Beatles Bad Beatles covers. covers is the title of the episode. So I used to actually host a Beatles radio show up in Ithaca, New York, 92 WYCB, your station for innovation. Oh, and, wow. and I was <laughs> I was on uh, Breakfast with the Beatles, which is... Uh, like <laughs> two hours every Sunday morning, you play all the Beatles songs that the the hippies in Ithaca, New York, want to hear. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, was the entire White Album every goddamned week. Even Honey um, Pie, huh? even Revolution <laughs> Number Nine, even Honey Pie. I, I think I tried to I play like Revolution Number Nine once. <laughs> Revolution Number Nine. And the worst week that I ever did was for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Was I said, you know what? We should be thankful for this Beatles stuff because, man, it could be so much worse. And I played nothing but covers. Some good, some bad. I never got so much hate mail, and <laughs> I was. Oh. I was not invited back for the next year. So um, that's what I am hoping to inflict on you. I have a lot of really unusual Beatles covers, which most people would say are bad. I'm going to let you guys be the judges. You guys are going to give a guilty, not guilty to these things. I would be cruel but fair. I'm I'm sure you'll, well, definitely cruel. Um, But yeah, that's that's the idea, and we'll see how many of these we can get through. Uh, But some of them are famous people. Some of them are celebrities. Some of them are just famous artists, and you're just going to scratch your head. And some of them are just so weird that I think that they needed to be played. Are you going to tell us who the artist is or let us guess initially? Um, however you guys want to do it. Okay. Do, you, do you want to know ahead no, of time? No, I, th- I think you should just play the song. And may- okay. You think maybe people will have an idea of who the artist is? Um, sometimes. This yeah. first one, they definitely will. Okay. I so, okay. Uh, yeah, the first one is kind of the one that everybody expects. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah. Tinkerbell. Horns. Sounds like... Featuring Boris Karloff as the Grinch. <laughs> I was at the Fillmore once, and they played this between shows. And my friend started like totally grooving until the singing starts proper. Oh yeah. And then the look on her face was priceless. I guess I don't know what this. is. I know the song. You'll know. Oh, you'll hear who it is. Picture oh. yourself in a boat <laughs> okay. on a river. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you guys talked about this a couple weeks ago with, uh, when Leonard Nimoy passed. This is Bill Shatner, right? It's, Will, it's, it's William Shatner from the 1968 album The Transformed Man, most of which is spoken word with music behind it. He does, like, uh, the speech, the St. Crispin's Day speech from Henry V, I think, in there. Wow. He also does a legendary version of Mr. Tambourine Man. Man. Mr. Tambourine Man. Which he got uh, higher on the charts than Bob Dylan did. There's a sun in her eyes. And she's gone! <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so insane. So, you know, I'm sure it seemed like a good idea at the time. Whoever these women, they were the Ben Folds of their day. The, um, these poor Jack. women are just like, I've got a gig, sure, I'll come, I'll record <laughs> it. studio that's singer. Like, yeah. So, 50 bucks, I put yeah. it to you, Bad Beatles cover or like Guilty Pleasure, huh. like not not Guilty Pleasure or Not Guilty? Well, <laughs> William Shatner and this style of, his style of singing has completely come around for me. It okay. was weird and silly, but he's never, ever, ever stopped committing to it. Yes. Ever. For sure. For decades. It's a, it's a, he, he, he likes it, whatever it is. I don't think he thinks it's funny. I think he thinks he's good at it. 
Climb in the back with your head in the clouds, and you're gone! <laughs> I, I love it's that. never not funny. I love that rush to, at the end. He's like, I gotta say more words faster. Yes! yes! We're running out of studio time. Diamond! Shut well, By 78, was Rocket Man also on this, or did that predate? Uh, no, Rocket Man, I think, was later. I okay. Rocket Man was on the Ben Folds album. But from no. 78. Oh, no, no. Before no. Before that? Way before the 70s. This was 68, so oh, yeah. I think this was his first yes. one. Well, so, so then was this later. wasn't Mantis a joke. This wasn't when he was I, living as comedic I, Kirk someone, character. No, no. I think this was an artistic statement. Yeah, and I think, yeah. and he think he still thinks it's an artistic statement. Kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> I, I would love to know if... Uh, like when they made the trip, uh, cast and crew like took acid to see. You know, it was like like Roger Corman dropped acid before right. they made the trip. I I want to know what drug Shatner took or is on while he's singing. It's high on life. Because Tambourine he's, he's Man, he he kind of interprets it like the Tambourine Man is a drug dealer he, and he's strung out. But mm, what the fuck is going on? He in this is high. Movie? He's high on himself. And it's, 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 it, it, like yeah. after. Like all that in the '80s, I grew up like he's such an egocentric weirdo actor. We don't like him, and like didn't realize he was doing self parody. Yeah, that there's point. Like, there's nobody like him in the universe, and we should yeah. treasure everything right. about him. So and you say this this gets a pass? It's so original. It's so yeah. original. This I, is giving, so bad. It's good. That's this right. is giving me so much joy. I can't vote against it. All right. So yep. so Shatner passes. Absolutely. That's good. So I have good I'm, Beatles. Though, did you did you believe the storyline told about like this is just about my kid and that like she oh like, that. Yeah, that he drew a drawing of Lucy in the sky. I actually do believe that. So the LSD, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. So everybody said, oh, it's a drug trip and it's obviously so hallucinogenic and everything. Uh, but the story is that John's son, Julian, came home with a drawing and he said, oh, that's great. What is that? And he said, that's, that's Lucy in the sky with diamonds. And he goes, that's, that's, that's perfect. I think I'll just take that and we'll make a story about it. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I actually, I've seen him explain that several times on live TV and stuff. And I, I there's a sincerity in his explanation. So yeah. I actually do believe it. I saw it on one of his, like, 8 million Dick Cavett appearances. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, then again, Speaking it's John. He's a son of a bitch, and he liked to fuck with as people. Someone who <laughs> took, yeah. As someone who took too much LSD, there is nothing in there. There's nothing that comes from that that you could write a legitimate or, mm. like, comprehensible <laughs> song about. Howard and the duck is sitting in a tree. <laughs> he's all spit on me. Well, like, you know, he really liked Lewis Carroll, too. Like John, John liked right. nonsense poetry. He wrote a lot That's of it. True. So there's a certain kinship with, you know, like Alice in Wonderland and, you know, trippy stuff. But As I got older, yeah. I became more of a Paul guy. I was like a John guy in my teens, but I was like, mm. nah, Paul, yeah. I like Paul better. Now. John was yeah. on the FBI watch list. I'm, I'm still yeah. a John guy, but I like, but, you know, Paul does... Beautiful. He's got a. a great I don't like. Voice, yeah. I don't like that I, Paul is such a goofball. Sometimes I think he's too silly. Yeah. I've seen him live, and that's what he does. Like in between every song. Woo! All right. <laughs> this and is like, a song on my upcoming Destiny promotion. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Hope for the future. No. It's great. At all. It's great. All right. So uh, we're going to stay in 1968, and this is another celebrity, and I don't think you know who this is, but. Uh, we'll let you guys. I'll, I'll see who can get it first. If you recognize it, I think we do. We play this. I will say that it's a star not working under their regular name. I was alone. I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find there. Wayne Newton. It is not Wayne Newton. <laughs> where maybe I could find another kind of mind there. Oh. We did play this before. This is Joe Pesci, right? This is Joe this Pesci. Is, oh my God! As as Little Joe, 
from the 1968 album. Here's. Uh, it's, it's called Little Joe Sure Can Sing. He did one album of soul and R&B standards under the name Joe Ritchie. Yeah. And it's not that bad. Like, turn it up a little oh, bit. It's, right. it's not offensive. It's okay. But we're getting there. <laughs> uh, there's one thing in the song that instantly made me flip from, hey, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a nice, sweet little like voice. Wade, okay. Wade Newton's a good one. Yes. Not but like once you once you're picturing Joe Pesci, you can hear this tiny little voice and this tiny little uh, what body. What the fuck kind of people today, Tommy? You know, like yeah. the Beatles. Every day. And this is where it goes south for me. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> and, and it's just like, oh, you had something sweet there, and then ah, you sound like a, a, a screaming yeah. bird. Is it know? him trying to show he's tough or something? I I guess he's just like that's the jazz hands moment of the song, you know. <laughs> This is this kind of stuff, and it's only this is probably exclusive to me. Will never not remind me. This kind of music reminds me of the Freeling D. Patti uh, animation films from. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking. About. Uh, like like uh, Pink Panther, Ant and the Aardvark, like a bunch of weird '60s '70s okay. animation with yeah. like lots of brass in them. Yeah, lots um, of brass. The Lorax, uh, Ricky Tikki Tavi, bunch of old Chuck Jones, like that period of animation. That's what this all reminds me of. I miss horns. I miss horns. Is all modulation. I'm change for the solo. Now this is just great. This is just filler. Any part where he's not singing is pretty yeah. awesome. So, what do you think? Like, good enough so that he gets a pass? You were right. That one part is excruciating. It is excruciating. I like the arrangement. It's not a bad version. Yeah. Oh, but he's bad in it. So if this is credited to Joe Pesci... It's credited to Joe Ritchie. Joe Ritchie? Then fuck Joe Ritchie. Uh... He's oh, wait, way he's worse than Daniel Stern. Here to yeah, he's my Ooh. least favorite sticky bandit. Um, <laughs> no. hey, but he was in Moonwalker. If, if kids don't <laughs> know, he was in Moonwalker. If you don't know who Joe did, he transform into a car. In, in, he poisons in. children. Yeah, like, he's the bad and, guy. And, that... and now we know how. <laughs> <laughs> well, the his, power of his voice. This is how he learned. I don't yeah. know. Let's let's vote on this one. I vote thumbs down. Thumbs down. I'd rather hear him singing Christmas classics on that. And the fade out is. Ooh, just oh, that no. over and over again. So I, no, yeah. I don't. That's I don't right. get a vote, but I, I would. I would say no. It's, all right, all right. It's close to a yes for the arrangement. It's, I'm, no. I'm already overruled if I say the, yes. The studio music, musicians, uh, they did a good job with it. But they did yeah, the best they could. Yeah, yeah. they did what they, they could. Did. Yeah. Really and again, want... you know, we're talking about like if if people don't understand why the Beatles are still so revered, it's like they. Yeah. First of all, the world's most popular boy band ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. like they made good from being cute guys. But when they had the opportunity to take creative risks and say, why can't we do this? They, yeah. didn't, they didn't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And they wound up doing a lot of things that now we sort of take for granted in music. So mm-hmm. not only do you have the, the problem of all of your parents growing up listening to that as the soundtrack, mm-hmm. or your grandparents mm-hmm. in some cases, uh, but yeah, they broke through a lot of walls that now a lot of people take for granted. My, my wife personally says, I don't, it's, she, she says the Beatles are very much... Like, uh, you know, religion. Like, I don't mind the Beatles. It's the followers that drive me crazy. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sort of with her. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, and I'm so her. she's gone after me for being like, well, the Beatles did everything first, you know, because I'm just dyed in the wool. But <laughs> Well, the, I've yeah. heard that it has to be weird because someone had asked me, like, well, what genre would you classify the Beatles as? I'm like, they're their own genre. That, well, I, that's, that's how we've always grown up. Classic like, rock. Yeah. But, a, yeah, but they, the they rock. morphed so much. They were obviously yeah. like classic a rock is just like band. it's like a, a date stamp you put on it. Like, you sure. Know, I've heard the I've I've heard the annoying opposite of that religion um, argument of just saying like 
the Beatles only did it first. That's why everybody likes it. They didn't right. do it best. But I'm like, F you. Like, I, I would disagree. I think the songwriting really holds up over the years. Well, yeah. Mike, how can you, like, them also doing it first, like, to be a pioneer is a big-ass deal. Kind like, of is, yeah. Oh, we did a thing nobody else did and no one yeah. thought of it. Yeah, I think like, the songwriting is key. If you try to understand them, what they changed in a historical context mm-hmm. That they were a group that wrote their own songs, yeah. which was yeah. very, very rare back then. Mm-hmm. And they wrote songs that, and they wrote a lot of them. Great, yeah. And thirteen bat- albums in seven years, and their batting I mean, average oh is extremely high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though not as many number ones as Katy Perry. Well, true. Oh, so okay. this is Here a special go. one. This is from 1976, and this is a famous artist. And you'll probably get who it is, but it's a one-off that does not appear on any of their albums. I can't wait to tell you the story behind this. Is this Barbara? No, it's not Barbara. Let me take you down. Because I'm going to strawberry fields. Nothing is real. What? Nothing to get hung about. I'm hearing Peter Gabriel and I'm hearing Strawberry fields forever. And that's why it's here, because it is Peter Gabriel inexplicably doing a Kermit the Frog on Strawberry Fields. What? Okay, so this is fantastic. So in 1976, there's a a British documentary uh, that was put together. uh, Maybe it wasn't a British documentary. Maybe it was an American documentary. Um, It was war footage from World War II. Mm -hmm. It was called All This and World War II, because, you know, guess guess it wasn't too soon. Um, (laughs) And they mixed... Do- newsreel footage from the time with scenes from 20th century Fox films from the 40s and somebody decided what we need to do is we need a soundtrack of Beatles songs but we gotta get them all recorded by a whole bunch of current contemporary artists in the late 70s so Ambrosia does Magical Mystery Tour wow. uh, the, the common bad Beatles song from the soundtrack is Keith Moon the drummer for The Who yeah. doing an intentionally funny take on When I'm 64 but to me, this is more interesting because I don't think he knows he sounds like Kermit the Frog. Um, but I don't. I don't hate it though. So this documentary. Have you left Genesis yet? Uh, at this point, I think he had. I think this was early in his solo career. Yeah. Maybe he went, he went to Super Nintendo like the next year. <laughs> well, this, this, well, this song definitely feels like the choice a newly solo artist would make. A right. cover instantly. I haven't well, yeah. written my own songs yeah. by myself. But again, like everybody in the myself. soundtrack did it. So uh, the other stuff on the soundtrack, it's notably, it's uh, Elton. John does Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which was a single and was okay. a hit. Yeah, that I sounds good. Heard that uh, one. Right. Rod Stewart is on there. Uh, okay. Jeff Lynne, yeah. surprise. Okay. Hey, I want to do Beatles songs. <laughs> uh, Helen Reddy. <laughs> Tina Turner does Come Together, which I think oh, is pretty oh, good. Yeah, that good. sounds that good. Um, oh, I want some of that. I love Tina. Uh, most importantly, this included a, a cover of Golden Slumbers uh, uh, by the Bee Gees. Uh-oh. And it was the Bee Gees oh, cover no. that wound up leading to... A song that will play soon. But here's the best part. The documentary itself was a colossal flop, closed in two weeks, has never been reissued on home video in any form. I imagine it's impossible. Here is the best thing on Wikipedia. Somehow this made it through on Wikipedia. The description under cast, the film starred... The Army of the Third Reich, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Milton Berle, Humphrey Bogart, Richard Burton, Neville Chamberlain, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Clark Gable, Adolf Hitler, Bob Hope, Joseph P. Kennedy, Laurel and Hardy, James Mason, Benito Mussolini, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Joseph Stalin, James Stewart, and many others. <laughs> and, I just, and of course, Clarabelle Cal. 
<laughs> it's like finally, it's the film you've wanted to see: Clark Gable and Adolf Hitler in all this and World War II. No, it's, uh, Clark Gable and Adolf Hitler are <laughs> <laughs> the odd couple. Yeah, so the road to Morocco. <laughs> so yeah, what happened was the success of hearing the Bee Gees, famous for their harmonies, mm-hmm. and the Beatles, of course, very famous for their harmonies. They were like, "Why don't you guys do more?" And so they got greenlit for a film. That was called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. Came. No! Now, keep in mind, in the late 70s, about 10 years after the Beatles, uh, five or six years after the Beatles broke up, mm-hmm. suddenly the world, like, missed them. There was this massive okay. wave of nostalgia. Beatlemania. Yeah, Beatlemania. There was actually a review on Broadway that uh, they hired basically a lookalike, soundalike band, and they would perform as the Beatles, and that was the show. Wow. Like, it wasn't a narrative. It was just like, we're going to go see a Beatles tribute band. And there were just no and tribute bands big. before yeah. that. Yeah, and it was that big. And it played for years. Mm-hmm. And some of the wow. people, Marshall Crenshaw, if you guys know uh, like mm-hmm. 80s pop, he Famous was, newsman. I think he was Paul in Beatlemania. So, oh, uh, and the guy that was singing lead for Sticks after everybody else left, uh, Glenn Burtnick, he was in there too. I think he was John in one of the productions. Wow. So, so um, That's nuts. That all led to this musical where people oh, took all of the songs. The worst fucking thing ever. <laughs> everything from Sgt. Pepper and then a bunch of stuff from Abbey Road. Most of the stuff is later stuff. And they said, we're just going to make a story out of all the songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no dialogue. George Burns narrates it. It's it's unbelievable, it's, that film. It's really insane. It is one of the ten worst films ever, Easily. I think. Yeah. I think it's supremely it, entertaining. Every moment is, is a what were they thinking? Right. Yeah. So there are a lot of... There's, I mean, there's Aerosmith Does Come Together. That was also a very, hit, good. a very good cover. There's a few other good ones. This album sold like crazy, though. Insane. Double album. Again, Bee Gees were the hottest thing in the world after Saturday yeah. Night Fever in 77. That's, this was their follow-up. It seems a bizarre to like, you guys are great. How about you cover someone else's songs yeah. next? Yeah, but they That's loved true. it. They the were Bee like, Gees oh, no. are wonderful songwriters. They really are. They've written some amazing songs. And to make it even more failure-proof, they got Peter Frampton, who yeah, just yeah. came off of the single biggest live album, album ever. ever. And so the the four of them make, like, The Hendersons, which is a call-out from being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. And they so then we have a lot of celebrities coming in, and somebody decided to do Maxwell's Silver Hammer. I, 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 <laughs> I love it. Uh-oh. was quizzical, studied pathophysical <laughs> science in the home. I assume you know who this is. Of course. I know. <laughs> Every, he makes everything sound like it's the worst sexual innuendo. It's really about murder. Yes. Can I take you out to the pictures? Puppies with the BB guns. Yeah. So this is Steve Martin in his wild and crazy days. He's not even blue lights yet this hair. Yeah. The singing, I don't think is too bad. No. And if you've ever heard him play banjo, he's an amazing banjo player. Yeah. He's musically inclined. Yeah. He's he's got talent. It's just not on display here. I believe this is the one where I just love it. Yeah. Back in school again, Maxwell plays the fool again. Teacher gets annoyed. It's just you can see the arrow through the head. But he's used this is the, during the height of the wild and crazy guy right. series. So I, this is what he was expecting and like, to do. Yeah. I've seen the movie a lot for some reason, and I can completely picture his performance, but it is definitely coming through audibly 
every single facial tick and mannerism. He's true. I always wonder if he thought, like, I can't sing very well, so I'm going to make it as weird as right. I can to cover that up. Though also you think they hired him to be Steve Martin. Right, Steve Martin, Whoa. the character. Yeah. crazy. And this was before The Jerk, you know, so... This is when he was just, like, King Tut, you know, and well, stuff he didn't like have, that. Yeah, he probably didn't have the power to say no as much either. Yeah, it probably, probably seemed like a golden opportunity. I think it was probably, like, yeah, like, it was, it was a, the, it was a beautiful this, invitation. Yeah, and this film will be one of the biggest films of the year. Like, it'll make well, you the, even bigger. You said the album did well? The, 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 album, the album sold, like, The movie crazy. didn't do well, but the album did yeah. amazing. At the end of the movie, even, like... Madam is in it like Waylon Flowers yeah, I and think Madam possibly are, and are, well, with Carol Channing because they try it's the really best ending of any movie it, I've ever yeah, seen yeah the that is the worst. It's like so. Yeah, uh, yeah he I, shoots lightning. No, that that is okay. So Peter, Fra- <laughs> I saw Peter Frampton on his um on his behind the music, which now that feels like an old thing to talk about. <laughs> right. But on his behind the music, he talks about how like they said dialogue, they recorded dialogue, they just realized like you guys can't act at all. Like, oh, is that to, why they did? They have to cut it all out, and so this movie just, is so fascinating. And then at the end of the movie, like. Peter Frampton's character kills himself, and then just literally a Deus Ex Machina of Br- Billy Preston shows up and like, nope, get back, everything's back. Your your, your well, girlfriend's alive again. Billy <laughs> Billy Preston, who actually played with the Beatles, yes. one of the few yeah. sidemen to play with the Beatles, and had his own hits. Mm-hmm. He plays Sergeant Pepper, who comes back from like the ether because he was living on a wind. Like Peter direction. Frampton's yeah. grandfather had actually it. played in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, and it's like. If there's a plot, there's no, I don't know. The, the weird thing, I, I think I'd always looked at this before we had the easy capability to see any clip from any movie ever, that this movie was done without the Beatles' permission, because it looks like that. Yeah, because, you know, like, there's... But they make cameos. In they the do? Yeah, yeah, in the crowd. Yes, I, they do. Are they do. in the crowd? Absolutely. That's a Absolutely. giant crowd, like, uh, not, not in the crowd at the end, but, like, like in one of the sets, they're sitting on the set watching this movie. They completely authorize this thing, and it seems All like, wow. All four of them together? I kind no, of no, no, I don't that. think... I was going to say, I, not I at that point. Like, John no, was in isolation. I mean, Ringo showed up. <laughs> no, but, it just, George, but just... No, George no, Martin. I think George Martin supervised the music on it. I, I have no idea. I think you're right. Yeah. I have no I idea. I blame him. I've been the, hearing people shitting all over Ringo getting into the Hall of Fame, uh, the, no, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As a solo artist, though. You walk out of a dream, <laughs> peaches and cream, <laughs> lips like strawberry wine. Of I, course That's a gross song. I wish. Like, I, terrible song. I, have, I cannot quote a single Ringo-only lyric. You're like, 16. <laughs> you're beautiful and I'm doing time. You know, like, <laughs> here's my, my solo Ringo quote, the one I have. I hung it on me wall. <laughs> That's the, well done. Simpson season one. Now what about? Yeah. Uh, oh, is uh, did he make up the song? Was that one of his written ones? Uh, they're going to put me in the movie. Uh, that was a Beatles song. That's Act Naturally, and that's a cover, but they gave it yeah. to him because okay. it was sort of like a good vocal for him. Yeah. So, yes right. or no, are we giving Steve Martin a pass no. because it's intentionally no. a joke, or is it just too unfunny? I, I think can't. I would no. only say no because you need to see the performance. It is pretty batshit insane. Okay. Uh, it's true. It's no more batshit insane than the rest of the movie. Yeah. But it's him building robots. like for... In a like darkened <laughs> factory. It's a, it's a pretty good scene, writhing his hands and kicking boxes well, there's over. There's Boy Scouts and nurses running around, I think. And it is. Oh it's God. dope. It's the kind of thing that nobody makes anymore. It was supposed After to be. After the robots start singing, she's leaving home. I think everything. It's a big it house. was supposed to be. We haven't made a big lush musical yeah. in a while. Let's make another. Not lush only do we not, and, we no yeah, longer we have fail. music videos. Uh, Paul Williams is there oh. too, right? Donald Pleasance is. While we're on the subject of comedians doing vocals, oh, shit. 
For the benefit of Mr. Kai. I know this is this from Across the Universe, right? No, it's Eddie Izzard. Oh, that is correct. Yeah, that is, I've seen Up Across the Universe a lot of times. Eddie Izzard from Across the Universe, which is another... Have you seen it? It's great. They got stuff. Over men and horses. So, I like this. Okay. Real fun. In this way. But once again, I am connecting it to the performance. Because this is just like a one take he does in the film. So it can't be easy to do. Well, I, so Eddie Izzard, I was introduced to him as an actor in uh, the glam rock movie. Uh, oh, Velvet Underground. Velvet Goldmine. Velvet Goldmine. Yes. And he's, he's great in that. that. Movie, but it seemed more. I, I love it too. It's so queer. I love that movie. But, the, <laughs> but that. You can't say that word. I mean it in the positive way. But, but anyway, that seemed a much more legitimate thing that Eddie Izzard was into. But like him, him and the Beatles, like I'm sure he likes the Beatles just fine. But it's just like, I think he did it as a favor to the director, if, yeah. I, if I saw something. Well, and again, like the, the whole film is the, just the, like a romantic comedy where they use Beatles music as the framework for it. And yeah. they name the characters after people from the songs, which yeah. I think is kind of corny, but what are you going to do? And uh, Bono is in it and does I Am the Walrus and okay. does uh, Dr. Robert, right? Or he plays Dr. Robert. Yeah, and who's basically and he hates Mr. Kite or something. Well, also, it has that's the film that has um, "I Want to Hold Your Hand" used as a lesbian love song. In it. Oh no, good. Yeah. no. Well, because hashtag uh, not my Beatles. Oh uh, <laughs> no, my, please do that. No. Hashtag not my Beatles. Because no. the uh, oh the she comes in through the window. What's her name? The, the character. The character's uh, name is the one from the song. Sam? Comes through the window. That's like, that's Clarissa. Prudence? Yeah. Prudence, yeah. Dear okay. Prudence, yeah. She, uh, she is a lesbian in it, and she's like trying to deal with those feelings. Well, like, I watched the film a million times. Across the universe? Yeah, because it came out when I was at, on DVD when I worked at a video store, but and so did, you just want to hear music in the background. Who directed this? It's uh, um, the Julie one Taymor. Julie Taymor, yeah. She did Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, which yep. I had the luxury of right. seeing on Broadway. And also God. Lion King, which it, that's is not important. Real. It's all about Spider-Man. The Titus Andronicus movie, which I really which, like. Yeah, which like is bizarre also. Yeah. And then fired from a bunch of projects. Well, he's the, still going in the I background. Know. <laughs> I know. He's, and so I'm like, just vamping because I'm Eddie well, Here we go. Well, this, I can't call death. You know. this, this scene also <laughs> is animated like... Kind of, they just, it's like a riff on, um, it's a really uh, slow yellow submarine. Yeah, there's a bit of yellow submarine callback because he's got these giant blue meanies and stuff in the background. It's a really slow Busta Rhymes video when you're seeing the (laughs) sequence. Um, So, do you give him a pass because he's doing this on purpose to be, I'm crazy, many is it? Hello. How do you sing that song straight, though? I don't know if I give it a pass, but I also, like, you can't actually listen to that song for any enjoyment. It's impossible. Nobody enjoys Mr. Yeah. If you No, that I, version I of the song. Oh, that one? I think yeah. any version. It's George hard Burns to does a version enjoy. too. I, yes. yes. So, uh, it's not exactly for the happy music. of Mr. Kite, there will be a show to yes. on a trampoline. <laughs> oh, you could never be on a trampoline. It's you would been, break every bone in your body. I would. It's trampoline great, turned into. I haven't heard a George singing. Burns impression <laughs> so long. I'm so happy. I'm very old. Sorry, go on, Henry. You know, I when I saw Across the Universe too, I found out that like they spent, I think it was half a million dollars for song rights mm-hmm. to, for all that, and like for that's for not Beatles masters yep. to just have Beatles songs, half a million dollars for thirty Beatles songs. Sure, I think it would be more because I remember in um what was oh it was um, the Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. in the opening of the in in the opening segment they it culminates with hey, they Jude. set yeah they set the eagle they set mm-hmm. the hawk free and Hey Jude is playing and 
they he spent so much money on Wes Anderson spent all this money on it. He thought, well, yeah, I'm getting the master right. And then when he gets a cover, he's like, wait, what? I yeah. was paid for all you money. all you paid for was no no no. you didn't get any of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I give Eddie a thumb down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Oh, I think that's about as good as you can do that song though. All right, I might yeah. be. That's a you're good. the deciding vote. Qualified yes. Thumbs up. Chris is for. Why am I being so lenient here? I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think I'm jerk. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna make it easier for you. This is Mrs. Miller from Chipmunks. No, let me tell you the story of Mrs. Miller. Okay, let me just hear a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so Mrs. Miller, this is from 1966. This is from Mrs. Miller's Whoa. Greatest Hits. Ugh. That's right. Her first album was called Mrs. Miller's Greatest Hits. I love her already. Uh, she was a 59-year-old grandmother from Claremont, California, and she was a member of the local Foothill Drama and Choral oh. Society. So she was used to performing. Everything seems to be right. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. So she was discovered by Gary Owens. You guys know Gary wow. Owens from from various voiceovers, and he was the announcer on Laughing. But he was a DJ, the original in LA. Space Ghost. Yeah, exactly, the thought. original Space Ghost, and he's like one of my voice actor heroes. I just mm-hmm. love him. She got signed right. to Capitol Records. Like he was so enthusiastic, <laughs> and uh, she he got she got signed by a guy named Lex De Avizado, and his uncle happened to be the president of the label. <laughs> Lex does not like to discuss Mrs. Miller now and has been approached for interviews and will not grant them on the topic of Mrs. Miller. Her album came out and the local paper wrote it up. They were so proud of their local lady, you know, but they, they really couched the praise. They said, quote, it's a collection of current hits sung in a manner that only this new star can sing them, <laughs> which is like a really deft left-handed compliment. Bother with that last note. Yeah. Well, I'll let this back up. So the woman had a dream and a vision. Yes, she did. And she would not be stopped. The woman also had three albums. So she was like, she was a legitimate sensation. Like, you've got to hear this lady, right? One more than Palatine. Well, sounds. Hey, shut up. Hey, I'm just saying. (laughs) Just Miller. Um, (laughs) Capital dropped her. Somebody else picked her up for a fourth album. Yeah. But they decided to make it a pot joke and not tell her. So they've got, they like green tinted a photo of her holding a plate of brownies on the cover. (laughs) And she didn't know that she was being marketed as stoner Uh, rock. And so I kind of feel bad for her. She then actually formed her own record label. She was so pissed. She left that label, tried to start her own record label and go straight. She she was like, okay, yeah, we've had some fun, but I'm a real singer. And it didn't take off. She did two singles and then it flopped. Take me Uh. seriously. She died in 1996, but she was never like... Most of our listeners were born. Yeah, exactly. So, Every she also did also Yellow Submarine. Space Jam, just <laughs> I don't have her version of Yellow Submarine, but it's on par. Uh, her her version of Yellow Submarine is on Spotify. I'll tell you that. So 
Um, so yeah. yes, no on Mrs. Miller. Is this a bad oh, Beatles I've cover? I've never heard of Mrs. <laughs> Miller before. This is I, I normally have heard of these types of things. I'm very the easiest but. compilation to find of hers is called Wild Cool and Swingin'. Uh, and it's a compilation of songs from all three of her albums. So, but I mean, a lot of them are songs you would recognize. They were, were these, either rock hits of the day or they were like standards. Were these sold in the 60s as these novelty were sold, albums? Like, they were or, sold in the 60s kind of as novelty albums, but she didn't think that she was the star of a novelty album. I she see. thought, oh, I'm, I'm a little... Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, you kids want to hear your songs? I'll sing your songs. You know, <laughs> and she had just that wicked. Vibrant. Now, I have a friend that I do karaoke with every once in a while down in Belmont. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in and it's in a bowling alley, and they're all super nice people. But she has that same operatic vibrato, oh, <laughs> and the best thing is to hear her do Santeria. <laughs> I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. But believe me when I say that I've got something for his podcast. And I just like she. Last time I went to karaoke, I was like, Carol, could you please do it? And she's fantastic. And she does a lot of show tunes. You know, she'll do Little Shop of Hearts. But every once in a while, she'll bust that out. So, like, that you know, awesome. she's having fun. It's pretty clear Mrs. Miller is having fun. Yeah, but I exactly. Her, I thumbs up. I'm thumbs up, Mrs. Yeah. Miller. She's like the Ed Wood I can't hate this woman. She's yeah. like a super cornball, but a better singer than my mother. And... Okay. Well, then I'm really curious to see what you Ooh. think about the next one. Uh, car insurance ad. This is not somebody you'd know. This is a woman named Cather, Kathy Barbarian. She is an avant-garde opera singer. Okay. Which is a strange credit to have. I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. This is now I I guess the one thing yes. play this at my funeral. <laughs> this is this is from the 1967 album Beatles Arias, which means she did an album of this. Yes. Wow. He's got a ticket to He's got a ticket to Just insane. Um, she wrote a lot of strange music, and there's two albums that I, I could not believe that she did, because they're going to be of interest to you guys. Uh, one was called uh, Morris Cathy, where she wrote piano music based on Morse code. <laughs> Which, that's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard an opera singer do. And more interesting is 1966, she did an album called Stripsody, where she sings comic book sounds. So this this is your goal. You find Kathy Barbarian's Stripsody, where she is singing. I hope she does my favorite Daredevil noise. That has to be, I feel like, if that's 66, I feel like that's a reaction to uh, Batman in 66, to Adam West Batman. Flap. At one point there, she just dropped out in the third verse. She drops, she, and she drops three octaves and sings it like in her speaking voice and then jumps back up. <laughs> I mean, this feels like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It really does. This is the Sweeney Sisters. Oh, wait, she's going for it. <laughs> with, with the rolled R, which I really makes it special. Go, we have to go to break, I need to no more to all That's fine. This. That was amazing. I, I it made it. me, I miss on a gas tire now. Um, like a, <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Well, yeah, so you want to play at your funeral. So play funeral. All right. That was so goddamn great. Uh, we will be back with more uh, with Dan Amrick and more Bad Beatles cover in just a moment. Stay tuned, people.
Guys, it has been a hard day's night. Uh, that's me. That's not a good Bad Beatles cover, but don't skip this just yet. I got some exciting news uh, for ma- hopefully you, I don't know, maybe old TDAR fans, people who used to know of what we used to do before we did Laser Time, uh, before I did it full time anyway. Uh, Dan Emmerich is on the show, and he's on the show as the result of uh, him reaching out after our Win Celebrity Sing episode. I had no idea Dan listened. Or that he'd ever want to be a part of the show, but he did, and it's awesome. Isn't it great to have Dan back? And I thought he was on the first podcast I ever did and published. Um, but as, as, as a treat, I had teased I was uh, going to my friend Shane's wedding. Shane was a guy who worked with at Games Radar, uh, Shane Patterson. I quit a while back, a really good friend. I was just at his wedding. It was because of him saying, let's start a podcast that I did to begin with. Like the whole soundboard thing and the silliness, that was all like Shane played a big part in that, even though he didn't end up wanting to do the show that much, because he didn't want to say after work. Uh, but he'll explain why. I did What I did um, is a little interview with him afterwards. What I thought I was going to do is that, like, Shane listens, because uh, he, like Dan, he has a ton of, like, they both live in L.A., have a, a shitload of commuting to do, uh, and Shane, every week, will correct me publicly on something I said that's incorrect, or send me a message with, like, a bunch of follow-ups of, with his Hollywood insight that I did not have. I wanted to give him the opportunity, since he can't be in San Francisco to record with this, like, I'm going to sit down and just talk to you for, like, half an hour. So after this episode, after the Beatles episode concludes, will be a, a special bonus interview with Shane Patterson, my good buddy. I uh, hope you like that. Uh, and you can find out more stuff like this fun stuff on lasertimepodcast.com because yeah we do usually plug things here but we do have a bunch of fun stuff there we have daily articles that go up a bunch of weekly features I know if you've watched Age of Ultron this week we have some uh, Avengers wallpapers over there Cape Crisis our weekly comic book show will obviously be uh, dressing down Age of Ultron yeah that's the tone we hate it Uh, (laughs) no no I did not hate it Uh, and uh, of course we have our weekly video game show uh, Video Game Apocalypse if you're also into games uh, an episode of VG, VG Empire dropped this week, and it's a really, really good one. It's all about monkey ball music. Super monkey ball. Whoop, whoop. Uh, new episode of Cheap Popcast landed last week, and Dave, uh, along with Hank last week, streamed. we did a week of Avengers streams, in case you uh, didn't know. Uh, from the best Avengers game, the original arcade one, to the worst one, uh, the one that came out in 2012. I demand you see them. I demand you participate in one stream or just once. Go to uh, youtube.com slash network and check out one of the videos we've been doing. Uh, if Holy shit. I know like 5% of you have ever looked at any of the video that we've done, but there's some fun stuff there. We have tours of WrestleMania, Studio Ghibli Museum. Uh, and as always, we're mostly listener-supported. Um, we're working on a Patreon, but in, in, the, in the meantime, if you would like to support us, and we do need your support uh, now more than ever, um, you can shop Amazon through us. Um, you can go to lasertimepodcast.com. On the right side are uh, random suggestions that we think you might like, and a, there's a weekly article highlighting new releases, deals, and things you might like. Uh, you don't have to buy any of that specifically, but simply entering Amazon. Next time you want to shop for anything on Amazon through one of our links, kicks back a tiny commission back to us. And enough if you do it, uh, who knows? Maybe uh, we can get some of our friends off unemployment. I don't know. I don't know. We're working on it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This is a really, really fun episode. You will not believe the next musician you hear, so I will shut the fuck up. You can follow me on Twitter at Cantista. Uh, love you guys. Thanks. It's a time, second segment. All aboard! Let's go! Oh, wow!
slayer, you long-eared swab. Heave hold the keel hall and lower the boom. Uh, did you say boom? What's the matter, rabbit? When I say boom, I mean boom. Oh, that's what I thought you said. Here's a boom, Doc. I need somebody help, not just anybody help. You know, I need someone help. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone, I'm not so selfish, I'm going to bring us into this with my favorite Bad Beatles cover discovery, which is Looney Tunes do the Beatles. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's, that's I did not I did not pull from this. It's it's so wonderful and sketches that lead up to every single song. I can't believe it officially existed. Uh, <laughs> it is way out of print. And Daniel is down. Uh, yeah, there you go. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. He lowered his seat a little bit. Daniel, what is our next Bad Beatles well, song? Well, um, you know, oh, so we happy. again, like these are a mix of celebrities that probably shouldn't have been doing the singing, and then like <laughs> professional musicians that you're just like, what an unusual choice to make. <laughs> so this one is a celebrity one, and uh, you will recognize the person. They're not known for singing. All right, is this the take or what? All right, okay, everybody, here we go. You will recognize this guy. Yeah. All right. Wow. Oh, that's good. Mitch Hedberg? No. <laughs> that would be great. It was 20 years ago today. <laughs> no. Oh. Is that really No. Good? This is the kind of singing Beatles songs for you. Let it roll. I introduced to you <laughs> the act you've known for all these years. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. Was it a medley? No. It's Pepper. Singers with their soul sucked out. Sing it, children. (laughs) Take a sip now. And this this is a joke that I just don't I don't know what he was going for on this one. Boys. <laughs> I guess that he would normally say girls, and so he just, uh, it's, it's just saying the opposite of what you'd expect him to say. Why does this exist? Okay, so this is a, this is a 1968 album called Bill Cosby Sings Hooray for the Salvation Army Band. <laughs> okay. I don't really want to stop the show. But uh, I thought you might like to know <laughs> that the singer's going to sing a song. This is Beatles again. This is almost so 50 years ago, and he sounds 80. The one and only Billy Shears and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Rudy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Brought to you by Joe. That's why I didn't believe well, it was so. No, it is. It is legitimately a parody him. of him. Like, no, like that's incredible. Um, so not That's only is incredible. that legit, you can still buy this, and this is also on Spotify. Wow. Um, what? He, he also does a, 
a parody of Purple Haze on this album. <gasps> uh, and a lot of and some of the lyrics on this album are improvised. So it's just it's just guys, what we're gonna do? We're gonna record some Beatles. And we're gonna do it. And we're gonna put it in the thing. You see, this is what we're gonna do. I did it now, my way. She's a big teaser. She took me half the way there. You see, man. So this is legitimate. It's really Bill Cosby really doing. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Why? Inexplicably. So, wow. Knowing the that world this is calling out to hear this. Well, that's the thing. What it, the fuck? Is this a bad Beatles cover or is this actually a good Beatles you cover? Decide. So in six, it is definitely a weird Beatles okay. cover. Oh, yeah, this is a year me, after the actual Sgt. Pepper came say. out. The yeah. weirdest thing, like this, is a contemporary song when he did it. Like yes. This, this would be the same as him singing like a Taylor Swift song now. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I... Haters uh, gonna hate. That's hate, just, hate, hate. That's just, hate. Well, number one... I've got a blank space, baby. He, and I will write your name. I feel like he could have sung better if he wanted to. I think he was trying to sing in his voice. And second... And, and also, his backup singers are not good. Either. And you know, they like, weren't as even them. They sound more as yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Uh, with well, the now guys, well, now what you know what, about. What, hold on, what was the band? Uh, it was Bill Cosby sings "Hooray for the Salvation Army Band," and I believe it was it was a Philadelphia band because it's it's Henry, Bill. Mr. Henry. Henry it was yeah. like the 19th Street Philharmonic. But that's what Henry's discounting. Henry, like those singers were donated. <laughs> they're, they're, well, and then obviously it's hard to dissociate from what you think. Like, what happened behind the scenes of those women? Like, and I, what happened I at the end of the night? Why do they Bill sound Cosby's so sleepy? Second yeah. vocal album. He had done several comedy Ooh. albums. At this yeah. Point. yeah, you know, Russell, yeah. my brother, who I slept with, and all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But. But this was his, I think the other one was The Silver Throat of Bill Cosby was the name of the first. Wow. So, uh, so are, is, does Bill get a pass? I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know Henry wants room. to give us a pass. Back then, everybody did standards, so I'm not even, like, blaming him. Like, everybody saying everything. Like, but mm-hmm. I, no, he could have tried harder. Like, there's something. Yeah, it really isn't yeah. putting any effort into yeah, it. Yeah, and, and the backup singers aren't doing so great either. Instrumentation isn't that great either. So, no. It's, a no, no. It's a no Lazy, from Diana. No. Um, I think... Bill Cosby doesn't get enough credit these days. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to vote. Oh, no. He's fuck no. He's fuck getting no. a lot of attention. Fuck no. Okay. For people all those reasons. People are That's crediting fair. him with a lot of things these days. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. 15 things. All right. So this, uh, this next 34 one. 34? Mm. Holy shit. We execute people like This that. next one is not technically a Beatles song. Oh. It is a John Lennon solo song, but it was credited to Lennon and McCartney. It's the first song. Everybody's talking about bagism. Oh, I know this one. Sure. Bagism, madism, ragism, tagism, thisism, thatism, isn't it the most? Sing it out. Oh, I think I heard this on Golden Throats. Yes, this is. I did pull this from Golden Throats. What's that guy He passed away a few can we explain yes, what did. Golden Throats was? I can picture it. Uh, Golden Throats is a collection of Rhino albums, four albums of celebrity uh, pop recordings, and the fourth edition of that is entirely Beatles songs. Wow. I have all four of these songs. I love Rhino. Rhino is the best. I love Rhino. Yeah. yeah. Still around? Ministers, sinisters, banisters, and canisters. Bishops and fishops, oh. rabbits and Popeyes. Bye-bye, bye-bye. I am... Say it in there, man. Oh, yeah. so square. I am... I'm... Um, his name is on the tip of my tongue. I remember, he was the squarest guy alive. He is super square. And at the end of this, he yells, "Hassle the man!" Yes, I remember does. that very clearly. He he also says, "Oh, let's sit to it." At one point, 
And he also says, sing it for the senators. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also does Hare Krishna, Hare Hare yeah. Krishna. Yeah. So I'm the only one who doesn't know who this is. Well, I, don't, I can't name him either. Oh, there it is. Let's sit to it. There it was. Domestication, flagellation, regulations, integrations, meditation, United Nations. Congratulations. Sing it out. His name is Mitch Miller. Okay, uh, so Mitch, he Mitch had a Miller, sing-along show. He had a sing-along show in the '60s. So he started like Jimmy out. Jimmy Fallon's lip sync. He went. <laughs> he went to number one in 1955 with, of all things, a men's choral version of, uh, yeah, the Yellow Rose of Texas. One of those voices in his chorus is Bob McGrath from Sesame Street. So, uh, like he, you know, he dealt with with quality guys, but. Uh, I had to include this because he. This is 1970. He is well past his prime. So he was an A and R guy for uh, for who was it? He was an A and R guy. Um, he was an oboe player, and he was a conductor. Yeah. He signed Johnny Mathis. He signed Tony Bennett. Wow. He signed Percy, Percy Faith. Yeah. He passed right. on Buddy Holly. Oh. He passed on Elvis Presley. Oh. Too low. And Ouch. here's why. Never this is a direct tough. quote from the man. Right. No one's going to buy black music. Rock and roll is musical baby food. It is the <laughs> worship of mediocrity brought about by a passion for conformity. So he Whoa. was totally against rock and roll. Wow. But for wildly different reasons than I expected. Well, you and figure they'd say, it's like, ah, this is race music. Yeah. Play that. Wait, rock and roll is the music of conformity. Right, yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he also, in 1973, he was asked in an interview what he thought about the Beatles. And he said, no, oh, they're okay. They're a ripoff, but they're good. <laughs> what? Uh, he said, they're marvelous for sassiness. The idea that working class kids what? could make a lot of money. So they're good for that. Uh. Whoa. So the squarest guy in the world, but yes, he had his own TV show called Sing Along with Mitch. Dig, dig, dig. Uh, he had his own NBC TV show called Sing Along with Mitch from 1961 to 1964, um, and uh, the lyrics were displayed. Hassle the man. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the the lyrics were displayed at the bottom of the screen so that you could sing along at home. Wow. No bouncing right. ball. Uh, but he was married, believe it or not, he was married for 65 years. Jesus, man. <laughs> right on! He's screaming. Get him, man! <laughs> he was married for 65 years. He died in 2010. Whoa! Wow. Um, so he had a good yeah. run. Yeah. But yeah. he was super square, hated rock and roll, and did an album of protest and, like, peace songs. He also did, like, Turn, Turn, Turn is on that album, really? Blown in the Wind. Well, so was there all this kind of stuff. There's men's chorale. So was, was he actually, like, a dove back in the Vietnam, or was he just, I don't just, like... know what his political leanings were. He just thought that rock and roll was children's music. Mm. There's a lot of people at the time that, yeah. that did believe that rock and roll was the worst thing in the world, and standards, jazz, and classical was, was well, I, real music. Yeah, I, I had never heard this song until the Beatles rock band came out, and I think it was you, Chris, did an article about it at our website at the time of like that scene. I think it was like this novelty song of "I Hate the Beatles." The oh, pop yeah. goes the weasel. Yes. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Alan Sherman, Alan Sherman." Yeah. And just all yeah. these, yeah, these very old simple. guys, like these dumb kids. Like I was like, "Come on!" It was seen as very dis- Well, think about Beatlemania. You know, like '63, you've got nothing but girls screaming so loud that they can't hear themselves play music. Yeah, it was more a popularity contest than it was a music appreciation. So I understand. So yeah. by the way, Mitch is still going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Mitch is still going underneath Hang of us. Up, but, yeah. Mitch is like Mitch has left the studio at this point. He's like, I don't care, kids. No, it's the red car. Yeah. 
Yes. I'm hoping so, there's some George Harrison. Yes, stuff yes or no to, to Mitch no. Miller? No, no. no. I'm, I'm glad I, I have faith. A universal. Okay, no. here's here's another one. This is by an established so artist. This is a band called The Circle. They had a really big hit with a, a, a pop song called Red Rubber Ball. Oh, oh Ball. yeah, written by Paul Simon. It's it so, sounds like the tape is speeding yeah. up and slowing it's down. It's not. <laughs> they're intentionally They're intentionally modulating every other phrase. Is this is this to display the discord between the Beatles? At, at that I have time, no or? idea why they're doing this. It's from 1967, so this is when Pepper oh. came out. The album is called Neon, um, and of course, Red Rubber Ball. The the, the lyric from Red Rubber Ball is the morning sun is shining like a red rubber ball which makes absolutely no sense <laughs> like I said that's written by Paul Simon blame him okay but that that went to number two and this was their follow up was like just randomly changing and again this is like these are musicians they're popular they're successful they know what they're doing and yet this is just a bizarre creative choice there's nothing pleasant about this. Okay, so it feels Diana's like, a no. I, it just feels uncomfortable yeah. because of all the changes. No, it, like I didn't even have this. It's all this, like weird minor chords. I never stuff. had this cliched experience of being at your dealer's house and him forcing you to listen to an album, but that's exactly what this feels like. <laughs> like maybe this makes sense if you're high. Yeah. I don't know, but no, yeah, I'm against it too. Oh. It's like you can't. It just yeah. keeps sucker punching you with strange <laughs> modulations. It's like a car with a really bad transmission. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they, they landed on a different key altogether what at the, the end. Oh. So that that's just like to me, that's talented no. musicians abusing their their power. Uh, that that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That was awful. Uh, okay, Thumbs so another down. celebrity one. Yes. Oh Yay. yeah. This is uh, another very famous celebrity. Uh, this is from 1966. Oh. He's got a good reason for taking the easy way out. You might get He's it, Chris, because you've got a little inkling there who this might be. For taking the easy way out. Cause I'm a Guy or girl? <laughs> it is a female, and I will give you a hint in that the album cover said, "Come on up and rock with me." Oh my God! Oh wow! No, how did that connect to Diana? It's May West, isn't it? It's from the album Way Out West. Wow! <laughs> now keep this up because when she gets to the guitar solo, now, again, May West is a legendary. She was like one of the first sex symbols. She was very controversial in her day. She was banned from radio yeah. uh, because she just kept putting in sexual innuendo into everything. Uh, this is a terrible guitar solo by any measure. <laughs> and then Mae West sort of tries to get into it. Who oh, isn't she? Give me some more. Oh, <laughs> now we're swinging, baby. Yeah. Now the hoot father's really bouncing. Now, now it's as if the music is copulating <laughs> with her. I don't. Okay, yeah. so she's like eighty here. She's probably in her sixties at this Jesus. point. Yeah, this is. 
I mean, keep in mind, this was a woman who was a contemporary of W.C. Fields, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know enough about Mae West. You probably have this to, like... A, we're, we're right around Myra Breckenridge, I think, with her yes. there. Yes. Don't know what that <laughs> where, so, where, I believe she sings hot, Hard to Handle. Yeah. Mae West was very curvy, would wear a lot of corsets, played off her hourglass figure and the fact that, come up and see me sometime, you know, like she, she would come on to people. And it was, it was improper for a woman to initiate sort of lascivious behavior. Still is in my part of the world, Dan. <laughs> Dude, she liked to fuck and she would not shut up about it. Yeah. And Maya Breckenridge is a film where Rex Reed and Raquel Welch played the same character. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's like a transgender and, story, right? And Raquel Welch, like, fucks a guy with a strap oh. on. Oh, here yes, we go. She does. The outro. <laughs> you know, like, she's just, so, Aww. now that's, that's not even enough because. And I am a fan, but that's no. Oh, sorry. That's, that's not it. Uh, she did, this is not strictly a Beatles song, but it's known as a Beatles song. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's technically, uh, this is also Mae West, and this is from a different album. I you like can this imagine one better. She also does a cover of Doors Light My Fire, uh, but she does not sing the line, uh, Our Love Become a Funeral Pyre, because she was superstitious about singing about death. She was extremely superstitious. <laughs> I'm afraid of ghosts. I'm sure you were going to say they, like the record company took out Hire, but no, it was No, fire. no, no, wow. she, no that, that was apparently okay. It's uh, weird because yeah. in her movies back in seriously 1933 or so, she would sing, but she she would sing, you know, saloon level songs. Yes, yes. she would do sing. She would kind of talk, sing them, and sort of like, slink like around. Yeah, she was like, body. She, yeah. she would sing like Kate. a little Jessica <laughs> Rabbit almost. Yeah, you know, think, like that's, think like that's Jessica fair... Rabbit. Think like that. <laughs> back then, she, she would not try to belt out. Rock yeah, teams. she would purr a bit, and she would sort of like, you know what I'm thinking about, and then she would just sort of sashay a bit. Though back then it was like every film had one song. In it. Like you, you watch yeah. a classic Marx Brothers song, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's a song yeah. part. Uh, fast well, forward. Talking about Dick well, Chappie. Look, Harpo's got to get a number. Chico's got to get a <laughs> well, number. Right. And well, then no, the love I'll, interest is Well, that's it. Something. The love interest song singing like <laughs> some, one of the weakest songs ever. Like to, And also like Zeppo gets a dumb song. Like F him. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Let's just so does Mae West get a, a pass or a fail? Oh, not for me. She defiled two Beatles songs, really. Because Twist and Shout, if you've me. ever seen Ferris Bueller, that's the version that what Ferris is, right. is dancing to. Is uh, is the Beatles oh, version of Twist and Shout? Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Well, I liked I liked her twist and shout. Honestly, like, okay. I kind of twist and shout was better. I intentionally yeah. played Day Tripper first because oh, I'm like, yeah, she was awful in Day Tripper, but also that guitar solo. That was, guitar solo is, is not that was doing super shred durst. I'm, so, I'm going to say no, but as you know, Penance, I'm going to go watch. She done him wrong a couple times. Yeah, she done him it's wrong. so good. She that done him wrong, and I'm no angel. Seriously, check them out. They're this really is funny. absolutely one of my favorite ones. Uh, this is actually this person is now. Uh, faculty at UC Berkeley. This should not surprise you when you hear it. Interesting. This is from a guy named Alan Copeland, and it is exactly what you think it is. Mission Impossible? It is Mission Impossible slash Norwegian Wood. (laughs) (laughs) Now... I like it. A little bit of context. Norwegian Wood is a song by John Lennon where he admits to having an extramarital affair. This is how he told his first wife, Cynthia, (laughs) I was on tour and I shook somebody. Poor Cynthia. 
So mixing it with a spy theme... <laughs> or sneaking around. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose. Here's what is going to blow your mind. He's washing his dick in the sink right now. Winner, Grammy, 1969, what? Best Contemporary Pop Performance by a Chorale. This. What? This, this song was a single... And it won a Grammy for Best Pop Contemporary for- Performance by a Chorus. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. I, I, I'd hate to go on record saying this, but I might have to. The Mi- Mission Impossible theme is better than Norwegian Wood. <laughs> it's, it's a better song. It's fantastic. You just like songs in 5-4. I, 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 I might. <laughs> you don't know what that means. I, I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, stu- Studio 54? No. I wasn't around in the 70s. I, <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two. That's Sounds really awesome. Yeah. No! <laughs> no! That was great. I love that you fell for God it. God damn it. You yeah, there you go. Diana's doing like... I'm yeah. doing my little... Yeah. Yeah, a little Ari- 60s dance. Aristocats fans. Well, yeah. this feels... <laughs> this is like the only time I wish you had a camera in the room. Well, Dan just tricked me with <laughs> pantomime and Diana's dancing. <laughs> well, now this feels like God. the scene in those... 50s and 60s mystery science theater movies yeah. where they're like, it's time to go to the club. Yeah, like, let's have kids. a groovy go-go party. Yeah, the right. go-go party. Yeah. And a bunch of kids do like a one-quarter twist next to a pool. Oh, I like that. So this person is, is, is a professor now? I, I, they're faculty. I'm not faculty. sure if they're a professor or if they're... Tenure, like, you must. It's a yeah, big I'm not well, sure. I live in Berkeley. I feel like I must have walked by him. At least one, just the law of averages. He's, I he, I've also found his name like associated with like uh, People's Park and others but political, big political movements To in, me, in this Berkeley. suggests he has an entire album of popular hits no, matched up a, with... No, this is a single... Yeah. And maybe he did it again, but I don't. I, I think he's do done other stuff. But I mean, well, how, how can you? How can you look? I have. There's a very rarely heard mashup that I did in college of uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and "Tie Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree," <laughs> and I'm going to tell you now that it works. Palette Swap Ninja has never re-recorded it. Work. We should really do that. All right. Uh, but it it works way better than you would think it would work. But this won so, a Grammy. So this I, guy I this won, know, won a Grammy. What was Dan, the think, here, coral, let me put it in terms you can What's the coral to. competition in there? I don't know what it was I up mean, against. Because that I sounds want, like three Enigma people wasn't around yet. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not sure what it was up against. Wow. But you guys all found this pretty interesting. Is this going to pass then? Is totally this not a bad Beatles it's, it's, I would no, love to listen to this again. I'm not going to give it a Everything that happened right there is what the internet gets millions of views for every single day. I got to say, like he invented the mashup. He right made there, that yes. mashup that's He's pretty crazy, and it's super I, competent. I'll give him that, but but there's no way. Fully realized. Dan, I'm putting this in terms you can understand. Pac-Man fever. Yeah, thanks. For, thanks for dumbing everything down to Buck Pac-Man. Garcia. Go home, and they record an entire other album after a minor success based on video games. There's right, no way this did. guy isn't sitting on an entire album of television show <laughs> themes and Beatles no, songs mixed it. together. It's, it's Bonanza Fields yes, Forever. Yes. It's uh, <laughs> my mother, the drive my car. Yeah. Right? You know, like. As it's Yellow Submarine in the nightly news with Edward R. Murrow. Sorry, Drive My Car 54, Where Are You? There you go. uh, All right, so you're saying no. Get get back smart. Right. We could do this for the rest of the night. Anyway, no, I think not. To, I, not to these '90s kids listening. They yeah, are. They are like. I I love Norwegian wood. It's one of my favorites. But yeah, the just it doesn't make sense. It's such a like, strange so pairing. Yeah. that it's I don't so know weird. how it's, it occurred to him. It's other such a than... personal song that then put it with like. The, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it all makes sense. It's, he's trying not to tell I his wife. I slept with a girl while yeah. I was away. I was on out on tour. He's trying to get rid of all of her scent and like the lipstick on his collar. Yeah, I like that it changes the tone so drastically from one that's sort of it's like a, sad, sad remembrance to like exciting. 
All I can think is, well, that's a hell of a thing. You know, yeah. like that's that's kind <laughs> of my only. I would listen to that again. That's though, only my so response. That's a yes for me. So now we move on to the world of progressive rock, Uh-oh. and this is not strictly a Beatles cover, but I think that it, it deserves being discussed. It's from 1975 from an album called Time Honored Ghosts, Uh-oh. and it's a progressive rock band called Barkley James Harvest. Oh, so God. contemporary, huh? think think Yes or Genesis. Oh, I already like this. I'm gonna talk, people. We don't want the, the filters to catch us. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I actually like this. So what you're hearing is nothing but Beatles lyrics and Beatles song titles appropriated to make a new song. So they didn't actually write oh, wow. any. They wrote music, but then they threw in like two or three of their own words, but most of it is... Making statements <laughs> out of out of Beatles titles. This, is, this sounds like the weakest ELO song I've ever right. heard. Right. The name of this song is. <laughs> the name of the the name <laughs> of the song. Fuck that. That was terrible. Is titles. So they're even just wearing it out on their yeah. like well. We love wow. the Beatles too, so we're just going to put and the, you know and they're stealing riffs. That's from A Day in the mm-hmm. Life and. The music's competent, so it why just, not write your own fucking? It lyrics? strikes me as creatively lazy, yes. and you know it's a tribute. Mm. But if you're, you know, if you're gonna do it, it reminds me of the band we tried to form in high school, where all we did was uh, read the back of Tom Berenger VHSs <laughs> as lyrics. Yeah. And, and okay, no, yeah. Try. Well, well, I like. I see it as a prog rock high concept thing, and that, that's right. I, 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 I and I think they baby. meant. Yeah, I think that's what they meant it as. Yeah, I don't see it as lazy so much as like I, I give I give them an well not an A for effort but a B for effort. Do you give them a pass? Or I fail? give them a pass. This I is not a bad Beatles cover, to you? Okay. Uh, well, it's just it's not a bad song, but it's, like it's, it's technically a Beatles cover in that it could not exist yeah. without Beatles material. It's true. In it. Absolutely. And that's kind of why I, I put it in here because I was like, what the hell are you doing? But I'm but not the one judging. What do you guys think? It's like if I take the the cover of a. Uh, uh, beat the Beatles and I make a notebook out of it I can sell that as an original work <laughs> right <Yeah>. so <laughs> this is not something tells me they didn't they didn't actually pay for any of the rights oh, to I the have songs been, oh, either I'm sure they yeah. didn't probably about as much as the replacements did for their Let It Be album right I, I just find it too lazy just you know look go find some Tennyson and you know yeah, yeah. put go, Tennyson go in music some, Shakespeare yeah. we're, we're gonna do go nothing but use Shakespeare titles and characters yeah and go yeah. with some like old school poetry and everyone think you're super super deep oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it was supposed uh, to be kind of like pompously I, I find is pompously ethereal. I think Diana just yeah. kicked like a oh, bunch wait, of emotional outro. boys in the oh, day. During the outro. <laughs> <laughs> they start just singing uh, other lyrics. I heard the news today, oh boy. I am really irritating. I am turning on it as it goes. That, that's that's like, bothersome. They're just trying to, to shove as much I'm in there bothered. as humanly possible. I give a very weak thumbs up. But okay, I still, just I'll barely passes. All right, I'll yeah. say it with a thumbs up, too. All right. Banner? Banner? Just barely. No, no. no. Okay, this one you're going to love because it's another celebrity one, and it's not one that you would necessarily expect. But you know it, even if you don't it's know that you Sesame know it. Sesame Street. I like it already. It's from 1972, and I can't tell you the name of the album because that has the artist in the name of the album. 
I love this. I, I'll tell you, it's I not gotta, the Jackson 5. I got a guess. Dinosaurs. Yeah, my guess is Brady Bunch. It is the Brady Kids. Whoa, really? Uh, it is the kids from the Brady Bunch was the name of the album. Mm. Is this before their variety show? Um, 72, yeah. 72, they were on tour. I mean, like, this was during okay, so It's Sunshine Day and yeah. Keep On and their, their other legitimate pop wow. hits such I as actually they are. like those songs. I know they're bad. And the album, the, I like the compilation album I pulled this from was called Hollywood Hi-Fi. And they described the song as outrageously chirpy. And I think that's <laughs> Well, yeah. Them. <laughs> Please brush your teeth because yeah. it's so saccharine. No, that I think that works for their the songs they I made. Like they they made famous yeah. on their show, but. This soullessness, this just happy soullessness. But we're not talking about like them doing "Lovely Rita." We're talking yeah. about them doing "Love Me Do," which is a pure love pop song. Uh, that you know, I, I, there's it's a famous got, quote like, by Paul McCartney who it. said, "You know, people used to think that John and I were out there, you know, really trying to make great art or save the world or change the planet. We would literally sit down and say, now let's write a swimming pool. Yes, let's write a new car.' <laughs> and I loved that quote because it's like we were mercenary. We're trying to make pop hit songs yeah, and trying, nothing more. Yeah, the fact that we made really good ones that resonated with a lot of people. They're was trying to make ear- earworm assassins. Yeah. What about so, when Peter Sellers introduced them to?" Drugs. Oh, I didn't have the Peter Sellers one. He does oh, a man. hard day's night. I let that go. Um, well, I, well so, you, we only have time for like two more. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, 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 give, I'm towards the. Actually, I have one left. I give okay, the Brady's good. a um, thumbs down. Though I was thinking I was, thumbs up, way up. The, so Ooh, everything you said was right. Everything I'm, you said was correct. I missed. <laughs> yeah. I don't. He doesn't disagree, but he can't get on board. I, I, but I, but I missed that sound. Like uh, growing yeah. up with like old like relics of the '70s entertainment, like. I don't uh, hear that ever anymore. Yeah, I like the horns replacing the harmonica. I think yeah. that makes it kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, so I kind of go thumbs up. It's no. it's just I'm the Brady's. I'm reluctant, but it's the All right, Brady's. That's cool. You know, the Brady's. Thing, I'm embarrassed that I did it. The Brady's thing reminds <laughs> me of so when we were when we were all much younger, mm-hmm. there was the comeback of the Brady's and everything, and that's what Full House is now. Yeah, like, that's oh, that's God. where we're that's at. That's crazy. You are right. Oh Fuller my God. House is I didn't even is think the Brady's or whatever the the one where they tried to make it into a dramatic show. Anyway. This I was, I was about one. to say I recognize this song. Well, yeah, I brought us back because we started with Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. We're going to end with Lucy in the Sky with that. And, of course, this is from 2014. Whoa. Scarlett Johansson. No. <laughs> it's got to be a, some other slutter The horse. female singer is guesting with another band, and you will hear the other band's influence when we get to the refrain. This is a singer, a female singer that you know. Throwing her in a lot of musical turns, man. I can't keep up. So far, it's just kind of straight. This is. I will tell you that one of the artists involved in this, and this is not the primary artist, one of the guest artists, is Moby. Mm. On this song? Yes. Oh, it's Moby. Oh, stick around. We're not done yet. (laughs) I feel like I'm dead. To me, this is where you either go, yeah, or you go, this is a terrible Beatles cover. God, really? That distortion is on the master recording. That is not Chris cranking the level too high. That is actually what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know where that moth came from. Get out of here, moth. 
No, I'm not into this. This. Are you ready to know who it is? Uh, you want to try? I know what it is. It's the trailer for Battle Los Angeles. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, um, what is it, Gaga? No. It's a, but is it, it's a popular singer. He says the, you know, we'll know who it the, is. Well, the band, we'll yeah, the, the female you'll know. Uh, the band doing the project mm-hmm. is the Flaming Lips. So yeah. that's where you get the weird sort of like, yeah. check us out, we're modern hipster progressive rock. I, the, the Flaming Lips try too hard. I yeah. totally agree. But <laughs> the female singer is Miley Cyrus. Is it really? That is Miley Cyrus. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. She's doing a good job. She's doing yes. a really good job. But well, to I like me, it. the bottom falls out when we get into the fuzz explosion. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is from an album called uh, With a Little Help from My Friends. Yes. And they cover all of Sgt. Pepper with a bunch of special guests, including such indie darlings as Maynard James Keenan from Tool, <laughs> Tegan and Sarah, Jay Maskus from uh, Dinosaur Jr., and a whole bunch of other folks. Uh, and all the proceeds is a charity album. And it goes to a veterinary charity uh, in Oklahoma. Inexplicably, oh, I don't know why. Okay. That's where all the cows get sick. Well, I guess so. So. Gone, gone, gone. So my feeling on this, uh, also like her singing it, it feels too on brand for Miley of just like that. This this pl- plugs into her whole. I like I do drugs now. I'm not a Disney <laughs> princess. I do drugs. Yeah. It just hits you like a wave of. I don't, yeah. She's the better part. Well, and I also, part. When she was on the SNL special doing uh, Leave Your Lover, like oh, that, she, she killed the Ways to Leave Your Lover. Yeah, she was it. great at that. Yeah, but like that chorus hits you like a wrecking ball, if you will. Yeah. So. That's <laughs> screwed yeah, up. I think my, my complaint is I like it. If you're going to do a cover, make it your own. I agree. Yes. But you can't do every other verse. Right. <laughs> you have to do yeah, the, because either honestly, do the whole thing crazy and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Or none of it. If it was just Miley Cyrus, it would kind of be unremarkable. You're like, oh, that's oh. nice. It's very respectful, it but was, not really yeah. dramatic or Nothing interesting. Special, I wouldn't, I wouldn't different. choose it over the original. So, yeah. yes, no to uh, to, no, to flaming, flaming lips, lips with Miley Cyrus and, no. and Moby. Hmm. Yeah. Too old. Let it go. Well, I'm a, I am a sucker for distortion like that when used in like when Hollywood does it and like their big sure. alien movies. Like it still works for me. I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. Not here. It no. does not work for me here. Strangely, Miley's vocals do. No, I like. I, look, I like them. I like Miley. I think she's fine. I'm very. I, I like her too much more than any thirty-four-year-old man should. I know that. Fair enough. Um, don't, but don't, don't, well, what? Yeah, I think. It's our nipple yeah, today. She, she's great. I thought she's always about her pasties. <laughs> she's all over the internet doing everything all the time. Like she's impossible uh, not to watch, and she's adorable. I just feel. I, I feel bad when the leave, bottom drops you out. Call an attractive girl turned, adorable. You know you're a creepy old man. When she turns 27 and the internet turns on her, I'm not looking forward to that for poor Miley. Well, then quit all. being a part of the mob all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would never get in the mob against Miley. All unless, right. unless she says, you know, some one word wrong, then boom, I'm on it. She says one word she shouldn't say. I'm right there. I'm right. leaving her alone until she eventually marries someone who's going to cheat her out of all of her money. Because so, that's how it usually happens. I think we're out I of would time. never do that, by the way, Miley. Never. I, I think we're out of time. I'm not out of Beatles cover songs. No. So we can oh. do this again later. Uh, yes. well, like, but plug like what you did. Two. Huh? What, what's, do you have a URL? Oh, so it? yeah. So I've, uh, if you want to hear some of these, not all of these are available on Spotify, but about half of them are. Bill Cosby is. Right. Uh, Mae West is. Uh, Catherine Barbarian's opera version of A Ticket to Ride is available on Spotify. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I've put together... Uh, 
a, a playlist that you can check out and also uh, a bunch of songs that I couldn't get to on this show so maybe some of those will show up on the next one maybe not because some one. of them were just super weird there's one that's like hair metal bands oh. doing super groups oh. where they all do Beatles songs so, wonderful uh, so the I'm URL looking, I'm looking forward to I Am Sam songs oh yeah and, and I haven't gotten <laughs> I Am Sam yet there's, and again there's a lot of soundtracks I'm where people Sam. are just like uh, Beatles are going to be our, our sort of linking thing. So uh, bit.ly uh, uh, slash laser beetles, all lowercase, all mm-hmm. one word. Uh, bit.ly laser beetles, that'll get you there. And it's probably about an hour's worth of, uh, of material uh, just <laughs> terrible, waiting for terrible, you. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, man, don't play it at a party. The time just yeah. flew by here, though. I love that. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm glad. I have had, never had to do this little <laughs> during a show before. I know. Well, I thought I, I thought I wasn't an expert in Beatles covers but I thought I knew I like I only knew two of the ones you played on this well like, you'll probably know some of the other ones I, I did sort of avoid some of the, the you more dug deep the, the well known ones but well, again there's there's plenty more there's oh, certainly another hours worth and, I didn't know, and a lot more celebrity I, ones I, too I didn't know so many of those like contemporary ones ones done in the 60s like during the Beatles yeah success. I mean like, that's they that's were so everybody weird. wanted a part of the Beatles mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be connected with that oh, in some way and I think that they looked at their they're like they're not going to get back together and they're not going to perform but these songs are money on the table yeah. somebody has to do something well, with after them after 70 71 that makes sense but yeah. in 68 yeah, that, Sergeant that, Pepper's probably still on the uh, on the radio. Yeah, that's what I think is. is Why are you doing that? Because Why? they got to hear it in a different way. Kids right. can't get enough of them. Ugh. Right. Hey, well, the they want to hear Bill Cosby screaming. The only thing you can think it. of as comparable is, is the Flaming Lips. I remember, uh, like right when White Stripes Seven Nation Army came out, they did a cover with a shitload of air horns. <laughs> right. Uh, like. There While is a video. I have seen a video of Miley Cyrus performing this live with Flaming Lips. So really? if you want to seek that out, that's at your own risk. Well, speaking of, uh, an SNL thing reminds me too. Like you know, Paul McCartney was there. He sang his Wings uh, song uh, on, on the SNL 40th anniversary yeah. thing. But they also people like had these like tantalizing Instagram videos of the after party mm. and like just seeing on stage like. Paul McCartney was like, hey, come up on stage. Like, and like, even he's on such a level that even Taylor Swift is like, oh my God, Paul McCartney yeah, asked me to sing a song. And I see Jimmy Fallon there. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. You don't, des- you don't deserve to sing on stage with Paul McCartney. No, I, I sing all the time. Look, I sing, get off the stage. It's Paul goddamn McCartney. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon does an excellent Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His entire career. Yes. But yeah, that's. <laughs> anyway. Clearly, this is this is what the Beatles drive people to do. So I'm glad you dug it, and thanks for for being the uh, uh, Dan. That was great. Thanks, man. For thanks being Dan. The, uh, the, we have the, this has been Laser Time. You can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com. We have a hundreds. We have a, over a hundred uh, additional shows. If this is your first one for whatever reason, uh, you can find more there. iTunes, hopefully other places soon. I can't say anything else. But uh, but somebody else plug something. Well, there's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I do every week, and also plug. Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling podcast I do uh, with Dave Run and you guys uh, every other week or so. Mm-hmm. Plus, commentary tracks. We've done a bunch of great ones, including yeah. Avengers and Iron Man 3 recently. Ooh, Go really? to lasertime.bandcamp.com. You guys never call me for that. I will plug <laughs> Fidget Game Apocalypse, which is hosted yeah. by my husband, Woo-hoo. Michael Rabarez, who is locked in the other room because he doesn't <laughs> know enough about Beatles and there's not another microphone. I'm sorry. 
but gonna, video game apocalypse. It's about video games and stuff. I'm Yay. gonna plug uh, Pal Swap Ninja, which is my yes. cover band. We do our own Bad Beetle cover. Uh, I do, we do a version of Day Tripper where it's uh, Call of Duty players getting angry. I think Rage we should close Twitter. out with that. Right? Oh, I, that would be fine. <laughs> to do that. Uh, but yeah, we all of our MP3s are free. Go to PalletSwapNinja.com, assuming that you can spell it. Uh, also, if you are interested, <laughs> <always> in <laughs> if you are uh, interested in uh, video game journalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I did write the book on it. Uh, yeah. it's called Critical, uh, Path. Critical Path. Go to criticalpathbook.com, and mm-hmm. uh, I am desperately trying to raise money. I'm actually selling guitars really? to raise money to get our own home finally uh, in the Bay Area. So wow. now's a great time to you support gotta me. A, you got to sell a lot of guitars. <laughs> I, I, I actually am. I just cut the price of one of my guitars that I'm selling because I uh, need to get that down. But I'll give you fifty. Thanks, thanks very much, but I'm going to need a little bit more. <laughs> I am selling my crown jewel of my guitar collection, too. Oh, really? What looking, is it? A uh, 79 Les Paul Custom. It's, just a house, it's the very first guitar that I owned. Oh, no. And uh, it's, I, it's, it's worth about three grand. So oh. now's the time. Honestly, it's, 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 it's worth more as a house payment than it is a guitar because I, I have 20 you. other guitars so I'm not I'm not okay. going and without you know another of my favorite Beatles ish ones is the uh, simply can't find the we oh god I, okay uh, can I be honest that's the Palette Swap Ninja song that I disavow uh, Jude nailed the sound Jude uh, Jude Kelly is the guy that does all the keyboards and the drums and stuff and he got the the, the, the keyboard sound correct but I don't like my vocal I think the, the joke is dated it, it no longer no, is a no. can you believe yeah no Oh, it's not dated. It's, um, it's just it's just April now. There, but there's a whole album's <laughs> worth of songs that you can download uh, from there, including ones where you are on it. Oh you're yeah, on our, our Learn to Spell, Learn to uh, Spell, yeah. which I is a parody too, of, yeah. of yeah, of gives you hell by an uh, all American reject, and it's about people misspelling stuff on the internet and being a grammar Nazi. That is that. strangely Yay. timely. And so yeah, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, Chris and and Henry and several other uh, Games Radar alumni mm-hmm. show up in my garage mm-hmm. and scream from across the garage into a microphone while I basically conduct them. Yes. Uh, that was so, uh, so much fun. You'll, you'll have to listen for it. Thank you, Daniel. No, thank um, you. I'm glad I was finally. I got to see the kitchen studio. It's with awful. my own wobbly. I wish eyes. you would have seen it a little it. bit. Uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, thank you very much, guys. Check out laserdimepodcast.com. We gotta go. This is Palette Swap Ninja. If I was at home, I'd be totally kicking your ass. My ping sucks. I'm at my grandmother's house, and her internet sucks ass. The guy's just using the cheapest kills in the whole game. It's either, like, the Claymore or the Tube. You know, I mean... Oh, what the... Who the f*** did that? Rage quitter. Dude, you're such a f- piece of s***. Rage quitter, yeah. You Dude, admit it. Rage quitter. I didn't pay 60 bucks for this f- game to deal with this Rage quitter, bullsh- yeah. Oh, I'm going to come over to your house and Rage shove that controller right up your ass. Hi guys, it's Chris, uh, live to tape from Puerto Rico. I'm here with my buddy Shane Patterson. If you don't, I'm sure all you TDAR people remember him, but Shane is a real good buddy of mine. I'm at his wedding. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for being here. And we recorded a ton of podcasting. And in fact, you like you inspired some of the podcasts, I believe. I just remember we like we were like, we want to do a podcast at our game factory and put in Roger Rabbit noises. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it, Shane. Yeah, the, the biggest thing for me was uh, how much can we talk about? I don't care. Okay, so when we were told, like, we came on for, like, GR Dark. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> oh, that that, yeah, I think people know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so we... so We so, came on to, be, to build an 18-plus video game website. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> the, the Maxim <laughs> version of Games Radar, which already was. Don't think that we didn't say, but the internet's already 18-plus. 
We did, but a salary was on the line. Yeah, yeah. Hence, written a lot of articles where we had to adopt a personality. Yes. Like, like hey, this is this, we're edgy. Who yeah. the, who's, who's, the, who's the ad wizards who came up with this one? I mean, come <laughs> on. These are the robots <laughs> I want. Fuck. <laughs> I, that, burr, was, burr, burr. that was mine. That was yours. That, that was, was mine. yours. That was my number one Rosie from the Jetsons. I, Mr. I, J. God, I, I did... Oh, man. This would be awful for the audience. But I remember posting a picture with, like, a... About a little girl eating a banana, and it was... And I got blamed for it. You did get blamed for and, it. And, like, every... Because... You, you didn't post it under your name. Every, and I'm like... No, I didn't, it was I, under, like, Games Games Radar staff or whatever. And it, it was awful. It was, Because adopting a personality when you're a mid-20s shithead... Yeah, and you and, and you're just like being told to, not from your boss, but your boss's boss, uh, like push the envelope. Push the envelope, and we're like, what does that mean? Journalism out the window. Because if I have to use gore explosion in like a headline, I, but I I'm never I was never one for. I thought the very idea of doing journalism when you're all you're dependent on is someone to spoon feed you screenshots in a trailer every four months. That, there's no journalism there. What am I supposed to uncover? They're working on multiplayer. Scoop! <laughs> what a scoop! What, what a scoop! I got, yeah, like, Jesus. Okay, it's not journalism. It's it's the enthusiast press, and the more enthusiastically you can be about something, I thought it was cool. So the idea of writing what we wanted to write uh, in, in in a voice that we wanted to write it in, I thought that was way better than holding up this phony era of games journalism. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, not that it doesn't exist. It's just that like right. you you have to dedicate yourself really hard, and there's no traffic in it. Yeah, and, and when I was there, just going back to the mm-hmm. curl with the banana. Um, <laughs> so, w- I worked at Games Radar in Future, mm-hmm. 2006 and 2009. Mm-hmm. And if everyone remembers that time period, that's like, iPhones are new. They had barely existed yet. Barely existed. Uh, Charlie Barrett had one for using the dig slash reddit prototype that future sunk a ton of money in oh i didn't know we were going to go there but, oh, fine. but <laughs> i've been far removed from future oh no me too um, one of yeah. only one of us have been recently removed <laughs> right. <laughs> right 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 um yeah yeah so i mean it was uh you know i i wrote like a uh, what are they called the, the, the little like um above you know this photo is that the oh um, a caption yeah caption yeah yeah sorry um and it was, it was just, like, crude, and I was like, eh, I'm funny. I remember what, because you were like, I don't want to look for pictures, give me pictures. And I gave, yeah. and, like, I had gone to a bunch of stock site and saved stupid pictures, and one was a little baby having a banana shoved in its mouth that I thought was so lewd and hilarious that it was one of the ones I handed to you. Yeah, and it, and it was a girl, and it, it was... was a girl baby. And I... I remember the, I remember yeah, the caption. I, yeah, we, we will remember the caption, and yeah, you know. It was a, a look at her future profession or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, it was, god damn it, <laughs> merely a hint at what's to come, or, so, or, <laughs> some, or something like that. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it's stupid, because we were told to jump on that. And remember 2006, 2009, like, our MO was listicles. It was, it was fucking like. Oh, and yeah, and, well, and you, I, I like listicles, I don't mean to bash No, them. no, no, I love them, but it was. As long it was as there's like, writing in them and not a caption on a GIF, buzz. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Jesus Christ. These are top 30, 30 girls who mm-hmm. can't even, period. I'm like, what the, all right. But wasn't this one why games are better than girls? It could have been. I think it, that, but, Jesus. It, but it was it was like it was the brainchild of the head 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 boss. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And From, he, he's super up top. He signed off on it in every way. In in every way. And it came down to us just like here's here's a bunch of assholes that can write something to push some envelope. Yeah. And at the same time we had um a buddy who is now at Wikia, who I'm sure you guys know, who used to intern for us for Games Radar, worked at one up. Mm-hmm. And and he was feeding us stuff where like one up was pissed at us. Oh yeah, you know, they, they just like 
all they do is fucking put a picture on a page with like a couple of paragraphs and then move on. We're like, yeah, we know, we don't want to do that. And all the people who still survive, all they do is put a video on a page and half a paragraph and move on. Yeah, absolutely. It was (laughs) the weirdest time to write because Mm -hmm. I I remember the internet. The internet was the internet was already changing. The iPhone changed everything. Yeah. It changed gaming. It changed the way people... Like, this was when Gmail still felt relatively new. Yep. And, and like, I had a friend who worked at YouTube when it was, like, one of 15 people who worked at yeah. YouTube. So, this was fucking weird. And it's something I mentioned to Henry last summer when I saw him, that, you know, I, I jumped out of, um, I jumped out of that to do video. Because I was like, well, I'm, I'm fucking bored. Like, I was competing with, like, our video guy because I was like, he doesn't have his finger on the pulse and everything. And I was trying to do these stupid, wacky digital shorts and try to steal that away. But I left and jumped into, like, a super intensive film school mm-hmm. right at the time, like, those digestible YouTube yes, videos and college been, humor. Well, like, right when you left, we like, I think the company started, like, would you allow somebody to sponsor these? Yeah, exactly. And, like... Man, if you were still there, we, I probably... If you were still there at that time, we probably would still be there. Yeah, I was... I was and, yeah, exactly. I was a couple years into school, mm-hmm. and then, like, you sent me the script for the, um, the zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Island, you can say. Dead Island. No, I'm trying... <laughs> no, I, I'm still a gamer. I play mm-hmm. all the games. Like, mm-hmm. guys, I got married last night. I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> um, so, just a heads up. So, I know about Dead Island, Dead Island Riptide, and, like, what, Daylight? Is that the new one? Uh, Dying Light. Dying Light. Mm-hmm. Daylight, some other, probably, it's a bullshit. Harry Belafonte song. Hell- <laughs> Tally <laughs> Me Banana. Um, yeah. It's my favorite Mass Effect character. Right, right, right. Yeah, you sent me the zombie script, and I was like... Motherfucker, everyone's making these videos. And and it's like, you know, it's weird to be in, like, the top film school in the world. Mm-hmm. You're making all this shit because you're trying to do pro stuff mm-hmm. and working on smaller stuff on the side. And at the same time, that's when the things that I had wanted to do originally were really taken off. Yeah. And people with money were throwing it everywhere. And from my position, we couldn't get that work done fast enough, whereas you and I would shoot stuff on our lunch break alone. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. We went up to... We went down to the floor that was mm-hmm. not yet built mm-hmm. to film things. Mm-hmm. And we were fucking... It was just part of it, like, going back to, like, why we did that and the game's right dark and why we were stupidly quote-unquote pushing well, I'm still I'm still behind what the philosophy philosophy yeah. the philosophy was this is not serious business no exactly. it doesn't need it doesn't exactly. need all journalism exactly it, it, it can it is a funny lifestyle and it's like it, yeah I, you can't really make was. fun of things unless you really love them and there was a lot of love for the things we were making fun of yeah I believe in the, but wait, oh keep going oh uh, no absolutely the, basically like <laughs> This is great. I'm a writer, and mm-hmm. I'm not great at brevity right now. But um, <laughs> you probably haven't been able had the opportunity to be on mic in like a year. No, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Um, I was fucking bored. Like that's yeah. why I was trying to do stuff because when it, when it got down to it, here's a big part of my day. Mike, like a new game was coming out for the PlayStation Three. If you guys remember 2006, 2009, the years were not kind for the PS3. It's kind of like now. Yeah, yeah, and and it was like. We got a new uh, Halo game. We have a new Gears game. Mm-hmm. That means only Charlie mm-hmm. is writing ten features in one week mm-hmm. on Gears. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I play Gears. Can I write one of those? Uh, Charlie's doing all that. Okay. <laughs> a new Assassin's Creed is coming out or something like that. Or the first one or something Sony related. Michael will be it. handling 15 features on that. But also, mm-hmm. Michael drives himself to do all that. Which is fucking cool <laughs> same thing with Brett Nintendo and and I was getting to the point I'm like I could take like three of these because I like these games yeah. and it was kind of like mm, 
no, that's not really the mandate, but not... It wasn't really up to them. Maybe, it, I, I don't think you made that clear enough, because this is kind of the first time I'm hearing that. Really, it was... I, I remember talking to our boss, and I, and I kind of wanted to do that, and I know those guys were overwhelmed, but what... I got was like they would from what from what I know about all the guys you just mentioned they would have loved some help with that some really of that no stuff. shit because yeah. it, it felt like it was like these are mine and mm-hmm. and and I was like well I really don't want to do the history think, but when, of music when we started features. like Michael was Sony editor Charlie was Xbox that's, that that disappeared very quickly though it did at a certain point when it yeah 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 it it did at a certain point when when the roles definitely shifted and mm-hmm. like excuse me I, I forget like exactly when that started to break down but I remember mm-hmm. at the time when there was still that designation of. It was still like a loose, unofficial mm-hmm. thing, and I I did, but I, I felt like I, you know, I started to just phone it in because I was well, because a lot of times, like if you if you, if you felt like you couldn't pitch something, you were like you had to have things pitched to you exactly. Like Shane, do you want to write up this uh, Tekken Five Dark Resurrection character profile? Holy shit! And that's what like, I was about to get on. Yeah, yeah it was, it was no, what, then, no, but then, I'd like yeah, a paycheck. Yeah, then 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 what happened? Like like I wanted to do these things, and I would pitch a couple of things, and then I started to pitch video, and they gave me some more time with video, which I'm definitely happy with. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, I was like, you know, you get burned out when it's like, well, nothing happens for three months. Mm-hmm. How many how many like enthusiastic previews do you want to write for E3 games that may not happen? And write it's it's really hard to force yourself after a while to write like false enthusiasm oh, yeah. for like oh yeah, and this could be great. Fans of the genre, you know, it's a, you've heard all that bullshit before, but then it become like, here's a Tekken 5 character feature. You, you one time cynically broke down what you were doing. I was like, <laughs> I take two things in the press release, and here's X, and here's Y, and then you would write, and then throw them together, and you got a stew going, <laughs> Z being the Arrested Development reference, and I have done my job for the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's what it became, I, and it, and, I, and it's not, it's, I, this isn't supposed to be sour grapes. And, and of course, I love the position because, like, the biggest thing I loved at that job was all the people. And and I loved writing about games. Don't get me wrong. I'm still mm-hmm. a huge gamer. And, w- like, you know, I'm still playing games from, like, two years ago. And also, like, a game that came out, like, a couple weeks ago. Um, Bloodborne? Don't have a PS4 yet. You don't have a Drupal? No. It, it was <laughs> it was on our uh, registry. And we were hoping someone would... We're going to look at our Honey Fun money and see what happens. Because I really want to play yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, God damn. When you're watching Let's Plays at home of Bloodborne, you're like, yeah, honey, I'll write my vows. Don't worry. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, all right, cool. Okay, so I'm going to die at this door. I hope it wasn't. Yes, yes. Oh, there's an enemy. Let's see. Oh, okay. Back to the start with yeah. me then. I, um, I don't really have a point. It, it was a great job. Well, I, I it wasn't for me. It I was like my mid 20s. I'm out of school. Like, I didn't know you were even going to talk. Because what, what bring, like, really. Uh, but warms, I, I love doing what, warms, it. Warms, but warms I did get hearts. burned out writing about like, hey, write about the next Namco Bandai game. I'm like, I don't watch anime. <laughs> I don't like One Piece. Yeah, well, I was like One Piece. All right, guy named Monkey. He ate a fruit. He can stretch. How does this relate to Naruto? It doesn't. That's fine. <laughs> My mistake. My mistake. You're gonna need to edit this. <laughs> Full given is breach. <laughs> I was. I didn't even know you were gonna talk about this. What I what I wanted like because this might be on the episode with Dan on it. Sweet. But that, but that both. I didn't. I had no idea for a while that either of you guys listened to anything that we did. Yeah. Um, and Dan was finally like, Dan was recently like, here, this is this is the thing you were looking for. I'm like, what? Oh, that thing I recorded? You were listening? But you, you'll be like the next day yelling on Twitter, guys, <laughs> that's not what that was. And you sent me a message, like a long message recently that I couldn't even like formulate a response to uh, in my phone on Facebook. No, no, but, it, but that, okay, so. What was it? That's unofficial sequels? Uh, sequels, yeah, yeah, unofficial sequels. That, because um, 
There, no, no, no. Okay, so I'm I'm uh, self-employed, which is also slash fun employment slash contractor. Yeah. So I work a number of contract jobs while also doing my own work at home, mm-hmm. like you. And that also has afforded me time since I left to actually like listen to your guys' podcast. Mm-hmm. I actually read comics more than I watch a lot of TV shows now because of Cape Crisis. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I never... My whole idea of comics was like mid-90s. I was like, why are the X-Men in space? What happened? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't get it. And it was like, this thing is happening! And mm-hmm. then I started picking up comics like literally a few years ago. It was a soft like, reboot for Marvel and DC. It was a good time to jump back on board. That, you know, but like... 11, 12... Like thirteen, Walking Dead. I want, yeah. I'm up to date on Invincible. Yeah, um, Invincible. I just bought that for the plane. I, I'm catching up oh, finally man. again. So good, but yeah, I'm yeah. reading like Witches, Outcast. I'm reading uh, Sex Criminal, like everything, man. Like, I, for your all new X Men. I like, got you and your wife the worst wedding gift of all time. Um, no, it's first the best. ten volumes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The IDW Looking forward comic. to it. Looking forward. <laughs> but to tell it. me what you said about unofficial sequels. Oh. You're not, not, you're not, there might be some stuff you don't want to say. No, 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 no. You you brought up no. no. It, it's we brought it's, up the Diehards, whereas. Two was a book. Two was a book. So was, so was one actually. One was a book that it was that it was based on. Um, two was I totally didn't know that. Hi, there you are. <laughs> Hi, we're recording for a podcast. Hey, look, it's Shane's new wife. Hey guys, oh, this is Shane. <laughs> That's right. You're totally on mic. This is where we're doing pod. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you wanted a cappuccino. Uh, sure. Actually, that'd be great. Okay. Where's your high school diary? Let's read it. Oh, oh God, they might actually be around here. <laughs> How many people said hags? In Spanish. <laughs> How does this work? So in the 90s, instead of, What's up? Did you come on? That is staying in. <laughs> <laughs> that is all within this. This is fantastic. I'll be down a little bit. Love you, Ann. I'm really pretty sure I'm going to leave that in. You should leave. I'm pretty sure I'm going to leave that in. That was my wife. I love her. She was the one saying, Come on, stop. No, that was our friend, Kevin. Um, uh, wait, Die we Hard. Are, but it, it was something like, a, I think... I knew oh. Die Hard 2 was based on a book, but you were like, well, originally Die Hard 2 was set on a boat. Yeah, yeah. So originally Die Hard 2, the uh, the conceit for that, they wanted to put that on a boat. And Under Siege was in development at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so they, yeah, like what you were saying, they based it on a book and they wrote that. And then we you talk, we talked about uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And that was originally a script called Simon Says. Yes. The original script. And then that was... They talked about doing turning it into a lethal weapon movie. Yes, but then it became... Yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And then, uh, actually... Which uh, is the best Die Hard. Vengeance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I agree. It I absolutely be. agree. It might um, be. And then 4.0, the European title, if you will. Um, Live, Live for your Die Hard. That oh, was based on like a New York Times article or whatever. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And it was written into a script like World War 3.0 or some some bullshit like but what that. But what was the... the you were, you were, had a point with your message that like almost... almost okay, so my overall point was that almost... Did you're you're a lot in of the act, biz. Yeah, a lot of and and actually, um, Grantland mm-hmm. has a really great article about this mm-hmm. uh, recently with um, with blockbuster films talking about uh, Michelle McLaren leaving Wonder Woman. I, I okay. definitely recommend reading that article um, about that and just kind of the nature of franchise uh, films. But basically, a lot of franchise sequels um, or reboots or whatever. There's several existing scripts. Mm-hmm. They they hire a ton of writers. Come up with a pitch, write your version of what this script is. The winning script or scripts, they're going to take that writer who has the absolute pleasure of distilling the elements they like from all the loser scripts. Like, really? like certain character arcs, plot lines, maybe action sequences. Mm. 
and kind of making some soup out of that to create like a different arc for their final shooting script. And that is super common. All the yeah, because something the, what you had said and something I, I'd been hearing more and more lately. You managed to distill it a little bit. Is that like their original scripts, amazing original scripts happening every day and being yes. purchased, yes, but never being made Cor- into original properties. Yeah, they're yeah. adapted into existing properties. Yeah, and and a lot of this, I mean, because I'm in quote unquote the biz. The biz. And, and How's the it going? Biz. Let's do lunch. Here we're going. Just finish this. Let's with a friend. We're we going to blue sky some, this podcast soon, man. We're, we got some interest. <laughs> it's a horror script. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's all true. Um, oh, is it really? Yeah. Sweet. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> uh, um, Your mic's on. Oh God. <laughs> yes. So what? What? This is like. I mean, anyone who lives in LA or who works in the biz, this is pretty common knowledge. But for those of you who don't know, the script, the scripts that are actually turned into funded films, like say in, any movie you see in the theaters, mm-hmm. are all what executives think are going to be the most four quadrant e money making movies. Yeah. Right. They're wonderful uh, writers, original screenwriters writing. All the fucking time. Great. That are great appreciated study. by the studios. That are absolutely appreciated. But never used for anything. Correct. So so basically here's how it goes. You're a writer. You get you get an agent because Ooh, no... I'm not there yet. I cannot follow the first no, step. Uh, <laughs> write a bunch of samples. Find okay. a manager. I got That's it. it. Um, it's R-rated Fraggle Rock. R-rated Fraggle Rock. That's all I got. Dance cares away. <laughs> no, murder your cares murder away. Murder your cares yes. away. yes. Gen- genocide your cares away. Down a crabble rock. Jews are full run. Now they're dead. Wait, wait. I, hold on. Um, going back. Going back. So, so yeah. So there's basically um, there's a lot of talented writers mm-hmm. um, and managers or agents. Uh, they write an amazing spec script and or they have several. But if they're untested or unknown, this is for features, not for television. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the sort of thing. Is that television's the only place. Where people are taking a chance on original properties in any way. Sometimes, but those those people have been around for a but while. But then I just saw and liked Fargo, and like, why did you do this? Right, right. Like, but those are all so really established people mm-hmm. coming up with these concepts. It's true. For for film, I mean, like a new talented writer is kind of like a dime a dozen. And mm-hmm. so what they do is they write a really amazing spec script, mm-hmm. but your manager or agent has to kind of put you in a box. Mm-hmm. What is your thing? Are you writing really good like you know, uh, rom-coms, mm-hmm. comedies, dramatic thrillers, whatever. And I so, am writing uh, excellent repartee and bomb defusement sequences. Perfect. That's what I do. Perfect. You are great for a three-minute skit. Yes. <laughs> um, no, so so you, you have that, and they put you in a box, and then they try to get you meetings mm-hmm. with exactly what that is. And people will read your script. Like, a lot of executives or interns will read your script, they like you they'll bring you in they'll talk to you and they're mm-hmm. like great this was amazing we could if it goes well they could purchase that and actually try to get that made if mm-hmm. it's just like this is right up our alley for certain things or they could be like this is fucking awesome I'm glad to meet you because you're a cool guy mm-hmm. we now know that you know how to write this type of this film. type of thing that we want we will and you set up meetings that's what those bullshit lunches are mm-hmm. or they're, they're informationals uh, no generals that's mm-hmm. what they're called Generals. Um, and then you set up meetings with execs or uh, VPs of production or presidents of productions or creative execs. And um, they get to know you. They get to know what you can do. And uh, you you uh, make it called to write like a franchise film or a screenplay. Do you remember the example you sent me? Um, there was one. Yeah, it was uh, working on um, 
I talked to a creative exec at Paramount when I was interning at Skydance, and uh, it was for Jack Bryan. Yeah, you were talking about like it's just this script called Moscow or... Yeah, and, and I forget the exact details. It was either this guy had written a great thriller that took place in Russia, mm-hmm. or he literally wrote a thriller called Moscow, and then this, the person or the few writers who were in charge of writing the um, actual reboot were working on their own thing, and then they hired a writer to kind of jumble those together. Yeah. And then they might have taken that to another writer who... Your script is amazing, but impossible to make without a Tom Clancy character. Exactly. <laughs> or, that's or that's, that's they, the depressing portion. Yeah, me. it's it's like, this is fucking amazing. Literally no one's going to see it because mm-hmm. it doesn't have brand recognition. And still, well, did anybody see it anyway? Uh, no. I, well, I think it did okay. And then, Probably. Then... Probably won't be going anywhere, though. Yeah. Well, it went straight to Netflix. It's the sum of one movie. Yeah, right? Yeah, there's... Yeah. (laughs) Teehee. Teehee. Loved it. No, but it's like, Kenneth Branagh, why don't you revitalize that genre? Mm. Yeah. Where's the Jack Ryan 2? Shadow Recruit. Um, 2. I don't know. I wanted you to come in all the things you say on Twitter. Guys, correct me. I I wanted you to just unspool them. No, so, so I have the time... Like, basically, this is like my... When I get in a pity party or like when I feel bad, I'm like, I miss you guys. Like, because oh, I'm out in LA and I'm like, here are the guys. Like, I, I don't got know, out of school, but, but like, like, we are, we are, for lack of a better word, pop culture not experts, but like right below that. But it's always like, oh, Shane is casually way more knowledgeable on some of this stuff, and that's some why. Of it, but same, yeah. And, and you and you don't. Even, I'm sure you don't consider yourself an expert, but you probably have like overheard more things than we have bothered to read about on purpose. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And, and and or I know like the avenues to go or talk to some people. Yes. Like So you. I hear about Friend Four. What What do um, you hear? You didn't say this. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Because it oh, may no. or may not be true. Oh no. Um, oh no. And uh, uh, yeah. Um, not about how the movie turned out, but something else oh, relating boy. to the production. We're now related two weeks but, from now under the anonymous source banner. <laughs> <laughs> Mets fan forever. Um, so, no, when, when I say that, like on Twitter, mm-hmm. it's I always give like pithy responses, like mm-hmm. in Facebook or Twitter. So I'm like, Facebook's for the, yeah, like, Twitter's for. But I, I'm always like trying to be like, hey, I'm sure you know this immediately after you fucking podcast at 10:30 at night. But it's also like, hey guys, I listened. I mean, I think that's sort of the, to me, it's sort of the point. Like, I will, yeah. I will go out of my way to get do a lot of research, but I no, I'm gonna like, I wouldn't make an article about this. That's right, why right. I prefer podcast because I know I'd be wrong. Right. But right. the idea is that like, I have three three people sitting next to me that can call my shit, and then I have thousands of people Absolutely. who can correct me. Yeah, and that's yeah. the point. That to me, that's the point. Please correct me. And me I'm not going to be right about everything. And I know. And, and really, are- just always correct Henry rudely. You're right, right, right. <laughs> Actually, um, Henry. And for some reason, comic fans are like the quickest. Like, no, I'm like, you know what he meant. Yeah, yeah. God, you know get what off he your meant. Horse, you fucking nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. you fucking nerds. As we're recording at a wedding party, <laughs> a podcast at a wedding party. I know, I know. Yeah. I should be downstairs. I'm supposed to go to my mini moon in like an hour. Uh-huh. Um, no, but I, I like doing this. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have anything to. Correction. I'm like, it's all great. Damn it, that's what you, man. I just imagined that I just. Oh, oh, and, you were wrong about this. It's just something I haven't this. seen in a while, like Shane snapping his fingers, and this, and that. And no, Roger Rabbit wasn't initially that. Yes, he was. He was a mongoose. It was awesome to hear Dan Amrick say to me recently, Yeah, you know a lot about that. Well, I say we wrap this right. up. Yeah, we should wrap this up. Hey, lady. Hi, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's no, all right. No, we're just wrapping this, this is up. This your room. Okay, I just wanted to grab my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys are supposed to go enjoy our meeting together. We should. We should. should. Let's go. Uh, Shane, say goodbye to people in a nice way. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.